We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. All right, everybody, welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are here with a podcast regular and one of my favorites, uh, host of Off the Deep End Podcast, Mr. Eddie Lowry. Um, Eddie, how are you doing, dude? Oh, my God. Uh, I always try to say something different, but today I'm just going to rock with, I'm absolutely phenomenal. You know, when I woke up today, I was so overwhelmed with excitement. Not just to, to do this, but just to be around you, man, because you are a giant when it comes to positive energy. You know, you shed a lot of light on things that, that don't get talked about a lot in the fitness community, just like struggles and how to, how to overcome them. And I really do admire that about you. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, to have another conversation. And I'm excited because I, br- I came bearing gifts as always. Okay, I doubled up today, though. Okay, first, yes, sir. first I brought you a T-shirt, right? Yes, sir. T-shirt for you to for you some swag for you, big dog. You can scan the back, right? Oh, and when you yeah. scan the back, it takes you to my podcast, so you can Check tap that in. Out. That's dope, and on dude. the front, it says uh, OTDE off the deep end. Don't pass the pain, which is what which, we're all about. That's um, I really like that uh, that saying because it's so true, man. Like you have to stop it with you, right? Like mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about that kind of stuff on here, and yeah, you know, even you get that all the time. Like, um, I mean, that's like. When people are hating on you, that's what they're doing, right? It's because they're in pain, you know? So it's like, yeah, or they're, like, projecting their stuff on you. So, like, is that how did you, how did you come up with that saying? Don't pass the pain. Um, I, heard, I heard the term, or excuse me, I heard, the, like, the, the conversation surrounding suicide. And when, 
it was centered around you know suicide is not a is not a um it's not a way of ending pain Mm-hmm. It, it multiplies it, it amplifies it, and it passes it to those around you. So that's where I, uh, I kind so gra- of gather from there. Like, the don't pass the pain to others. But also, if you're hurt, don't hurt other people because that's another right. way. So I didn't even pain. think about it in the, uh, the, the context you were about the suicide. So like when, you, when you, you're in pain and you decide to do something about it, you decide to, to end your life or whatever, you're not, the pain's not going away. You're just passing it to other people. Yes, that's kind of the basic idea of it, huh? One hundred percent, brother. And so, how many people? How many people out there don't have any idea or can't even possibly quantify the love that people around them have for them? Right, they're not realizing it, right? Yes. And so I was thinking of it in the context of like, yeah, like when people are hurt themselves, they'll usually try to pass it on. Like you know, like I I shared that thing the other day about like. You know, if you're happy, it's going to piss off a lot of unhappy people. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so true. Like, if, if you're kind of up and people... There's certain people, like, if you're up and you're doing good and you're kind of leading, you know, or you're, you're doing great in life, there's certain people that are going to look up to you as, like, an example and they're going to get motivated by you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, man... Or even they're going to be like, you know what? I don't really feel like working as hard as that guy, but you know what? I like what he's doing. I'm glad he's out there. I'm chill with just being myself, but I'm glad he's out there working hard. Or there's going to be people that are pissed off that you're doing well, and they're going to try to bring you down to their level. The haters, yes. The haters. So that's yes. kind of like, too, like they're going to try to pass that pain on to you, you know? So I like... I, I, like, can, I, I can get down with that. You know yeah. what? Maybe, maybe it means... Maybe don't pass the pain just means something to so many different people just like so it's, much. Isn't that weird? Like, you know, you, you hear a good a great song with like great lyrics, and like great writers will write stuff where it's like, they kind of leave it open to interpretation, right? Mm. So, like, instead of just, um, you know, having an exact thing that they mean, it's like they kind of leave it open to the listener to, like, you know, it could mean this or it could mean this to somebody else. Or, like, I always like shit like that, you know? Yeah, brother. I like get great, that there's that. great artists like that, right? Mm. Yeah. But anyway, dude, so what else is new, man? Uh, what else is new? Well, I have been just so full of life lately because of my experiences. Yeah. Um, my, my wife is just... Um, you know, such an amazing woman, and and she. I got to meet her. You know, she is an amazing woman. She had me on Facebook too. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all. We're all I'm like, I've made it. I've made it. You made it, dude. Re- that's re- that's the level. I mean, she, she's Brandon's so. Out of me, yeah. Yeah, that, and that's it too, yeah. right? Because, um, when you create a community around you of positive people, yeah, um, we we can we can help uplift each other so much, and that's one of my favorite things about about this this little game we play called life having the ability to take inspiration from somebody else. And I take so much inspiration from her, so much damn inspiration. I can't even, I can't put it into words properly at all. Right. Uh, she's, she's my absolute hero. She, uh, she gives me so much time and space to, to focus on my goals because she understands that if I don't work towards a goal, I'll get athlete syndrome, which is to me, athlete syndrome is when you're training for something, you feel good. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're at the peak of the peak of the performance, you feel great. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you get that you know kind of like bodybuilding with the post show well, depression kind of thing, right? right? I, like I made a comment about that after my show. Like I I, I posted something where I was like post show depression, which some I was kind of kidding, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was just like because uh, there's this weird thing in bodybuilding where it's like you want to post like a picture of yourself still having abs after you just ate like crazy amounts of sugar and shit, <laughs> like. Trying to show like, hey, look at I still got it after eating like Pop Tarts and but uh anyways, that is a real thing though that happens, that post show depression. So like it's always like then you're on you're like, I need the next thing, the mm-hmm. next thing. And so it's like like me, I'm jumping right into this next show and I'm like, if I wasn't, I would feel kinda empty right now. 
because mm, because because you're a goal chaser now, right? But I really wouldn't because you think about it, dude. I got the podcast. I got yeah. my personal training. I got so many other things. Like so, like but but it is kind of like nice doing another show right in a row because it's like now I got another challenge right away. You know, I love it, dude. Yeah, it's I, fun. I think it's important to see. To see when you're on like a, a long journey or a hike in in life, mm-hmm. the next the next hill and the next hill, no matter how steep it looks, the yeah. steeper some for some people like me personally, the steeper the better when it comes to goals. Um, there was a quote that was told to me. It was um, you're uh, it's like a Christian quote, right? So mm-hmm. he was talking about I, I don't want to mess it up, and I'm not going to try to perfectly say it. So just to kind of paraphrase, you know, don't ask God for small things. You know, right. ask Him, make Him lean forward in His chair up in heaven or whatever, right? Ask him for things so drastic that you that he that he asked, tells the angels, "Did you hear that? Yeah, you hear him asking for this. That is kind of a similar. We can compare it if even if for the non-believers, we can compare that very easily to how we look at our goals. Yes, when you look to the next goal, you know, are you really setting the bar just above your expectations for yourself? Because as human mm-hmm. beings, we're capable of great and powerful things. Regularly, we should be challenging ourselves, do hard things often, so that the small or even the most drastic family situations mm-hmm. seem very small. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get caught up in the drama and the monotony of keeping up with the with the drama in your life. You can't no. do that when you got the goals and the aspirations and everything. I'm a hundred percent with you, dude. Yeah, you, the more stuff you do hard in life, the better life is. Like, it, it just makes all that 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 nothing stuff seem like nothing because mm. it is nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then it makes the hard stuff seem easier too. Well, you know, your your last guest was talking about it, Zach Hall. He yeah, said that if dude, you, Zach's fucking you know, great. going up against uh, your primal primal responses, right? The human body also doesn't like resistance in life, right? No. So just like water, it will find the path of least resistance. Just right. like electricity, all of it is the same. We're very similar to these things. Yes. And I can recognize as a human being, I can recognize patterns. I will find myself trying to do simple things just for the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Why do that and sacrifice the possibility? Of learning more about myself in the journey, right? Right, doing the hard thing. Yeah, man. How yeah. was your How was your prep? Tell me about your prep, because because you know your prep Ooh, was. I was... watched and I watched and I watched, and you got leaner and meaner, and they got a little darker, and then you stepped on stage. Yeah, dude. So it was wild because I, so this whole uh, moving situation came up during the prep, which was like super stressful because I didn't know it was happening, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. And so it threw me off a little bit, but then at the end of the prep, I really just focused because I was able to move over there and we got all the moving shit done. And then, I don't know, dude, it was really hard, but in a sense, it was kind of like the best thing ever. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like really, really hard, but there's some kind of like beauty in how hard it is. Like, Mm. you know, you're like waking up every day, like, so, and I'm still doing that right now. It's like 6 a.m. You get your cardio in and then you get your abs in. And then, you're, you know, towards the end for about two weeks, you're, you're eating like no carbs whatsoever. So your body, you start getting fuzzy. So now you're dealing with like not having your brain functioning correctly. You're still trying to like, you know, go train your clients and go to work and everything. And then, you know, get your lift in and stuff. And it, it's a grind, but there's something like, uh, I was telling Zach, there is this beauty. Like, you know what, we... A lot of times you'll hear people as they age, and I don't think you have this problem because you do so much stuff, you know, and you're always like helping people and, 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 and you're goal oriented, you're doing, you're pumping out all these podcasts and stuff. So, and for me, I don't really have this problem either, but you'll hear people that have a, a regular job where, you know, they're like in nine to five or they're at an office job or whatever. And every day seems very similar. So it gets to be this pattern and this routine of kind of like, 
nothing changes day to day. And then the weekends they'll go out and drink. And it's like a, a very predictable pattern. And so what happens is you'll hear people be like, man, the years are just flying by. And it's like, well, yeah, because like you're doing the same thing over and over again. So it's like, you're on this like hamster wheel. And so time just speeds by cause nothing's happening. And I was telling Zach, I'm like the crazy thing about like, so like the two weeks leading up to the show, everything slows down because you're in this grind every day and like every minute of the day matters. Everything you're putting into your body matters. And so like, and because it's such a hard thing, like I said, it's kind of like being a kid again when time was really slow and you appreciated every minute. It was like the, the last week before the show seemed like an eternity, but like in a good way, because it was like this big journey. You and know? you were living in the moment too. And I was in the moment like oh, almost God. the whole time. That's so, so exciting. Like, I don't know, dude. I was like, kind of for me is one of the best experiences I've ever done. I definitely have an emotional attachment to living in the moment. I don't yeah. like having time fly by fast. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to. Yeah. But if you can slow it down, those are the moments, you know. Mm. Yes, brother. You know, I, I find myself wishing I had so much more time uh, because when you're when you're excited about life, and you expect to last to live forever. And you know the the crazy thing about life is the more you live, the more people you meet, and then you, the, the more rapidly they they pass away. And you understand it gets, the true value. It gets hard, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, man. As we get older, dude. And I really wish there was just more time. The most valuable gift you can give any human being is is time, and and especially especially for kids, right? Right. One Your of time, my biggest things that pisses me off is deadbeat dads, dude. Yeah, uh, that's nothing. No good, dude. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. definitely not man i can't it do does it. make me sad because like even like i would like to have kids someday and like i was there was a point where i never did you know when i was younger i'm mm -hmm. always like you know playing the field and i'm like that kind of guy i'm like i'll never and now all of a sudden like you know i'm getting closer to 40 i feel this like i really want to have kids <sighs> so i'm like but i mean I, I need to meet somebody first <laughs> like settle down and shit yeah but it's like something i never really thought of that before but yeah so like the idea that someone's going to do that, which is like, to me, it'd be like this gift, you know, like you, you've put this and like, I can't imagine having this little person, you know, that's like got your genetics and everything. And you could just like walk away from that. It does not seem like I just couldn't fat even think like that, you know, like I, I grew up. So I, I don't usually talk about my my life experiences in, in a negative. Life. I try to just focus on the positive, but I think it's important to be honest and give some perspective. So I I personally grew up with a stepfather, right? Who, who in my caretaker. I, I remember your story, yes. And my and my dad wasn't in my life, in present. And I think that we have a very damaged society when it comes to APS, absent parent syndrome is what I call it. I don't know yeah. if, it's a, if it's a clinical term. I'm not a clinical motherfucker, but um, if I was, I would call it that. And I think that it's so beautiful when people step up and step in to caretake or to be caretakers oh, and be stewards known, of the youth. Yeah, I've known these uh, people that have been become stepdads and eventually adopted the kids you know like and it's like those kind of guys man that's something else because like now you're not just talking about like you know that connection of it's genetically your kid this is like you're making this decision to be this person's father that's not even yours you know yes. like that takes a big man like it does man i think that's dope when when guys do that dude because like you know it's like it's probably an unnatural thing in the animal kingdom for like a male to raise other, another male's, you know, if you think about us like animals, you know, yes, we're very, we're very primal. That's kind of what Zach was talking about with like us being higher than animals. We can do those things by 
uh, overriding those types of systems. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, brother. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it comes. I think it comes down to something very special. Right. With, are you a steward of humanity and society in general? Do you would you step up and uh, care for a child that you didn't birth? Right. That is like I I think about my younger days where I thought that I appreciated my my dad. Right. I'm just gonna call him my dad because he was always there for me. Yes. And it's so beautiful to think that now now like I'm I'm 29. I turned 30 in June. I'm about to hit a major cusp of life. Yeah. Where, and, and I'm hopefully thirties are the best. You're I, I hope it. so. You're I hope to love them. I hope to have a little man of my, a little man or a little woman of my, of my own as well. And I'm super yeah. excited for that journey. But to think about like someone else taking care of someone else's child, it's a big, when it's not thing. yours. That's a, you have to have a big heart to yeah. fully do that with no that's animosity, zero jealousy, just all love. Yeah. And, uh, my last week, my, my uh, dad told me that, he feels like God put him on this earth just to to love me and and my sister. And I was like, "All right, oh. are you leaving town? Are you leaving house soon? Because I'm probably gonna cry a bunch, right?" And yeah, it was dude, so that's awesome, some heavy man. shit, dude. It was so awesome. That's and, heavy. And then we t- we also talked about war for the first time. He yeah. he never talked about war with me because he just I don't know. I think that when people experience crazy things, they kind of sequester that part of their life right. because they don't want to be seen as. A warrior, but um, or or for other reasons, I'm not sure. Or they just don't want to talk about it. For yeah, some, you know, it's like the personal. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that it's important to to air it out, air stuff out sometimes to mm-hmm. decompress. I don't think that it's good to force other people to do it in like a clinical way when they don't want to. I think that having the, the option to talk is good. I think having the option right. to share is good. Um, being able to phone a friend, just just letting other people know that you're there for them is is super huge. Do you think it's also maybe easier with like, like doing it on your own, like when you're forced into it in a clinical, you know, and then it's all these doctors and stuff. But like, say you're around like a group of your peers that have dealt with similar things, it might be more valuable to like you feel comfortable because you know they've gone through similar things. Where like some doctor, you feel like they don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I could see that kind of mentality of like, like who the fuck is this doctor? You know, like. And there's also this the crazy side of it too. Am I broken? Am I infected? Am, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Are you going to tell me something's wrong with me? I don't want to to come to that realization. I also don't want to be labeled. To yeah. they put a lot of times they put veterans and active duty individuals and just human beings in general in boxes, and I don't like that idea. I like I like breaking out of boxes. I don't like people being called labels. I don't like being uh being having your whole life, your hopes, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, who you are as a, as an individual, who you are as in relation to your parents, put into a box or label. Like, yeah, I would be very, very sad if someone just called me just a half black, half white guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than that's that. so I'm much, so much yeah, more yeah, than that's, that. Man. You're a human being. Do you know my favorite holidays? Christmas. Okay. Like, yeah. Well, you're a full. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's so unfair when we group all these groups, and we're so bad at it right now, dude. Like in uh, Polarization. The, the whole, like the political spectrum, they're so bad at like grouping and separating and like, it's so, and it's like, wait, and like, no, this is a human being, like a full human being and you're belittling them by like calling them a this yes. or calling them a this and putting them in this, like, you know, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't like that. I like to think of people as individuals. Yes, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And yeah. We, we, we can find common ground by, by respecting others. I mean, obviously, like if people have cultural and, um, you know, different um, like cultural things are proud of, like that's awesome. Celebrate those things. But yes. like, I mean, I just view humans as like individual people, right? Like, 
Yeah, brother. Yeah, that's the best 100%. way to do it, I think. I think that you you have a great outlook on life, not just because you're you're extremely wise, but because you you come from a place of love. Like when you walk in love, you really aren't gonna do horrible things in life. Everyone's gonna look to you like, oh, you know, that's a pretty good, pretty great guy. Because you're not gonna be looking out looking to to put people in boxes. Putting people in boxes is a very dangerous concept like as well. Um, you know, we often measure life in these margins of success and failure. Yeah. And putting someone in a box automatically is a nasty stereotype that you're using for them. It is, so you're dude. not now you have to fit this mold instead of telling people like it and it can be very depressing too. Like think back to when you were a child. Right. You can be anything you want when you grow up. You can be this, you follow your dreams and then you you become a teenager. They tell you you need to go to college and 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 do this. Yeah. You need to get a degree so you can get a job. What happens when you get out? A lot of my friends have a bunch of loans and a whole lot of debt, and and sadly their career is not what they chose or, or wow, expected. That's a whole big scam right now. The whole student mm-hmm. loan thing. Well, I mean. then then you get into the worst part, the adult part, where they tell you you need to fit in this box or you can't sit with us. Well, and like I feel like colleges waste so much money too. Like on just like. I mean, the, the they're crazy out of control in price, but like also like I can't remember what I was watching, but just like the amount of money they waste on like staff that they don't need for stupid things, mm. you know what I'm saying? And it's like just like they could cut a lot of the fat, trim a lot of the fat, make prices lower, like, but they got to hire all these like it's just like a lot of silly jobs, you know? What I'm Liaisons saying? and things, yeah, yeah, like stuff. You're like, why they don't need all that shit, like. <sighs> I don't know, but they're so they're but they're so they're they're like big, inflated, overbloated, you know, like, and then it, the we get the cost of it, and then it's kind of a racket too, like the whole student loan thing. I think when you're in a capitalist society, everything it is, runs wild, is subject yeah. to to corruption, right? Because right. absolute, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and money and power are two things normally associated and intermixed yeah. and separated, and that that can be in terms of dealing with. Hunting down uh, sex offenders. If you're yes. if you're in that career field, money and power are usually you know can can be things corrupted with pedophilia. Right. Um, also, when you talk about those lines blurring, we we see a, a person who has a very very enormous stature, very looks very powerful. You think they're an NFL player because they look powerful. Right. Um, th- th- which which means that they might have a bunch of money. You think they're rich and powerful when you might not know that that person who plays for the NFL is taking care of their entire family from Louisiana. Right. And they're all dirt poor before that kid made it. Right. You, you never know, right? So perspective, stereotypes, they're all very dangerous things. And I think that when we That's look at- That's pretty interesting, dude. Yeah, yeah man. I, I don't think about that a lot, but you're so right. It's like, and it's unfair to people. Like, I don't know, the lumping of people in boxes. It's like you take away, I don't know, dude. Like, I think we talked about this last time. Like, say you're like, if you're like a black dude who loves like heavy metal. Yeah. Or like Slayer or something. People be like, what? Black guy shouldn't listen to that. You listen to rap. It's like- it all gets so silly, right? Like, oh, don't yeah, don't get me started on on black and black people and and rap and and the the stereotypes surrounding that. That's that, like the one that's guess, like the like, biggest like, slippery slope. That was like Matt Moses was the one guest, and he did this like thing where because of his job, he got to work with like, uh, I think Jaden Smith and like, uh, you know, they did something some kind of packaging for him. I can't remember, but he was talking about how like that family's pretty cool, like Will Smith, and I was thinking of that like. That was dope when Jada Smith was like the lead singer of this like heavy metal band as a black woman, mm-hmm. but she's singing like this hardcore metal. 
break the mold. You know what I'm saying? Break that mold. That's dope. Yeah, I, I think the, you know the, the Smith family is quite talented. Willow is. I remember her first song with my hair. But I think it was one of her first songs. That my was hair her big hit. But have you heard her newer stuff? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's some. I think she's grown as an artist. She found a. a she found a vacuum, mm-hmm. and she filled it with her talent. And I when when you bring your talent to places where it's not uh, over, there it's not overfilled. It's you're gonna have a, a, a huge surplus of of excitement and life and and the energy inside of other human beings is gonna be attracted to it. Um, you know, you'll see all these kids these days grow up and say, "I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up." Do you know how many freaking YouTubers there already are? Right. What 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 skills do you have right now as a young child that you can provide to the world? I can find if if you give me ten kids from ten different schools, ten to look all different. Don't choose them because of their gender. Don't choose them because of their race or skin color. You don't. Don't fill, don't don't check a box when you get right. these kids. Just grab ten kids, put them in a room with some Microsoft executives, and see how great products can come out of that conversation. Right. Just a two-hour conversation. What do you like about school? What could be better? What don't you like? These yeah. kids are intelligent, and when you don't label people as young or old, you gr- you grow so much. Like um, well, there's a lot of that too. Um, you know, discounting young people's. Uh, views and viewpoints and also discounting old people we do mm-hmm. it a lot i'll find myself doing that too like being too ageist about things and it's not right because i mean obviously like we talked about you know like our presidential candidates are both oh yeah the jerry's senile, bro the you know? and that's like that there, there is that like that does happen like joe biden's probably not you know he probably he just needs to know where the chocolate chip ice cream is let him be yeah that's what i'm saying but like but also i think like um we are too hard on older people in, in in societies that used to like view the elderly as you know these wise like wisdom because yes. you've been around a long time so they have a lot to offer but we kind of discount them as like ah you old fucker get out of the way you know like what do you think corrupted that I don't know what well I don't know it's like I remember uh, there was a that was always like a cool line in this there was a Neil Young song and I I always remember hey this, hey my my Oh, I mean, I fucking love that song. That dude. song, dude. The that's shit. like the dopest. That dude. That's one of the heaviest yes. songs ever. The fucking guitar in that. Listen to it every day. It's a great song. But no, this is like one song where he had this line, and it was like, it's like, well, the older generation, uh, they got something to say, but they better say it fast or get out of the way. You Ooh. know. And I was thinking like that's so true, and it, it reminds me like there's a Bob Dylan song like that too, like, you know, don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall, like. It's kind of like, yeah, like if you're older, you still have wisdom, but also like the younger people are going to, they're going to take over, you know, they're going to fucking. Yes. But I feel like as younger people, we should like respect and listen to older people. I think, I think yes, when they have a positive message. Yeah. I, I think that the reason um, it's, it's natural. It's Sometimes natural for they human can evolution. stall progress though, right? Cause they're yes. holding on to their old ways. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's what I was going to bring up, right? Yeah. Uh, ideas that are old that should not be here anymore. Right. Racism. Right, that that's oh, a, that's that's, a, that's something that's passed. Hatred is taught, right? You pass it from generation to generation. Now, I'm not saying that it's just white people who are racist because that is just insanity to say that. Right. Um, there's black race. Everybody's there's a lot of racism normally, and to say that race belo- uh, racism belongs to one one skin color is racist in itself. To say that, right? Everybody right. everybody has has the ability to have. Darkness and light. You actually that. have unique viewpoints on that, and you're like, I like, I always appreciate that you say what you believe on that shit. Well, you know? I try to look at things from a standpoint of yeah. 
am I going to help or hinder this situation? If I lie and say, yeah, all white people are racist for sure, bro. What's well, then my goes mom back to is like, a, then my mom, it must be like, I don't know what, like what? <laughs> well, it's like, it goes back to you putting everybody in these boxes and mm. labels again. Yeah, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, you're doing the same thing. Pretty much, yeah. man. So that's, that's one of the old ideas that we should, we could get rid of. Um, I think that hundred percent there with like, we can get rid of that idea. Um, Sweeping things under the rug is something that I hate. Um, my family and families around me, if you're listening to this, I want to let you know I'm talking directly about you. So it is really important to let go of the preconceived notion that as a son, a daughter, a cousin, an aunt, a mom, an uncle, whatever, you need to sweep anything under the rug. And that doesn't mean just the creepy uncle because the idea that it's called a creepy uncle instead of a, a pedophile or a predator yeah. shows that you're failing Dude, as a family. that's really fucked up. Like shows in the old days. Like in the old days, that was what they would do. Like, uh, just keep the kids away from Uncle. What's his name? No. How about you? Instead of like, he's. I don't like, want to be violent. Sorry. Well, instead of like, he goes to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. That is a fucked up thing. Or like, ah oh, man. Or like the priests and mm-hmm. shit, dude. Like that's some weird shit. It's all bad. You just sweep that shit under the rug. It's and it's it's horrible. Like, who does that hurt? You as a human being, because you're you're one. You're settling for another person's pain. Yeah. And and the their violation and as and there's but they're they're not the only. Older people aren't the only people who have bad ideas. As the youth, I think they can really come from a good standpoint of what can we what can we not do that the youth is doing right now? Spending all their time like this. And, well, and, and then that's and brainwashing them and too. look up, look yeah, up, look, yeah. like this conversation we're having right now. You know so many things that I have no idea about, right? Same with you. It's like it's crazy, actually. If you think about like the vastness, so like when we get together, we share like this, um, you know, little bit of of stuff with each other we can learn a little bit about each other but like if you think about the vastness of like knowledge in both of our brains that we'll never be able to really communicate with each other that's what's so cool about human beings every one of them is just this like world of like fucking inside their head it's like it's amazing actually yes brother yeah i think the more people that we touch and we're exposed to not necessarily physically touch but also just touch with our our hearts our energy our conversation Mostly our minds, like the more people we touch with our minds, we can take a little bit of them, a little bit of this person, a little bit of this person, and we can decide now who we want to be. We don't get that idea if we stick I'm big with this, on that. If we stick, yeah, hundred percent. If we stick with the same demographic of people, with the same ideology, with the same message, with the same box that they all want to be put in, we are gonna fail. Right. And that's where the the future generation can stop immediately. They need to stop settling for someone else putting them in a box. Right. When I grew up. If you weren't an individual, people encourage you to. That was a good I generation like in the nineties. Push against individuality right now. I think it's a or major the push. idea that um, it seems like the idea that like the American ideal of like you know the rugged individualism or like the you having autonomy of you know like it seems like there is kind of this weird like they they lump that in as like some evil right wing thing or like yes well when you sweep shit under the rug know, like, for like year after year after year after year going against the grain seems like a really piss poor idea so what we have right now are a lot of young generations walking into years of keep it quiet keep it quiet go with the flow go with the flow right um you know um there's a a really well that's awesome not a good thing dude like it's all like, bad like bro you think about um abuse in families where like somebody in the family knows it's going on but they just don't want to upset the normal order of things um, fuck the order like you even hear that with like moms that like know the dad was like abusing the daughter or something and they don't say anything for years like imagine 
you know, and then of course the daughter's gonna hate the mom someday for that. Like, yes, it's like it's fucked up. Don't don't stand idly by and call yourself an innocent bystander on some things. On some, there's some situations where you need to let situations play out. I'm not, I'm not right, or it's not even your fucking business. Yes, I'm not dealing in absolution and saying everything. There's this great song that that this conversation reminds me of, man. It's called, I think it's called "You're Not Not My Mama's Broken Heart." It's talking about. Um, a young lady who got her heart broken, and mom's like, here, chill out. Don't make a big deal about this. And she's like, I'm going to just burn this shit down. Yeah. And uh, there's, a, there's a phrase in there. Uh, my mama came from a soft generation where you um, fix your lip. You know, you bite your lip and something, something just yeah. to save a little face. Right. That is perfectly describing um, the idea of this act of cowardice that comes with. Well, this goes into like the whole me too movement and stuff too, dude. Like think of how much that took for a lot of these, um, women to cut, you know, like the, the Harvey Weinstein thing. And, like there's just a lot of like, a, that's another thing we need to get rid of is like the idea that women aren't human beings. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, brother. So racism's out. We should get rid of like view women as fucking equal people. as alphas. Obviously they're different than men. Men and women are different, but women are equally, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there was this old idea like they're like this object of yours. You know what I mean? That you own or something. Yes. And, and I don't like that. I like more of a partnership type of thing. Like, How many great women would there be in the history books in spots where there isn't right now if that, that man who called his partner his wife yeah. would have supported her dreams, her aspiration, her goals? Right. I want to be that for my partner, right? That, that is... Like you grow together, right? It's not yes. like you, you you don't stop one of you. Like you don't say, well, my dreams are important. You support me. You stop your dream, right? It's like. You can do both. Yeah. It's over overwhelmingly exerting. And it's it's hard. I can say that now with well, ultimate confidence. Well, sometimes a partner though. probably does take on more of the supportive role. Yes. And that's fine too if that's what they're into. Well, that's that's what a partner's you know what for, right? Yeah, yeah. I, wish, I wish I supported my wife like she supports me. I can say right now that I've done a horrible job of that in the past and I want to be better. Right. But man. But at least you're self aware of it, you know, like Yeah. Know. Yeah, definitely, man. But there's like just so many different kinds of relationships, so it's like, you know. So, but yeah, like my ideal one is like I want, you know, both people in the relationship to, you know, have their own life and their own dreams, but you just like grow together type of thing. I don't know. What yeah, what to, what well you know what? You got probably you probably got some people who listen in here just to find out what you are looking for in a relationship. So why it's you on my, it out, dude? It's on my Tinder, dude. You it's know, on your I'm Tinder, scared. play a play. I was trying out. I was gonna try Bumble, but they don't let me put shirtless selfies up there. So I'm like, Well, I don't know about that. You should be proud of yourself. You're yeah. proud of your hard work that you put into to the idea of there should not be a single human being on this earth that denounces the idea that it's good. To feel like you're sexually attractive, or you, everyone should aspire right. to be the best, sexiest version of themselves. They should aspire to have the best sex possible. That's kind of viewed you know, as all like these things intimidating or something. I think so. Bumble's thing is like being less intimidating to women or something. So like they don't let you do that. But it's funny because then you see girls like half naked on there almost. But They're proud like, of their bodies. Yeah. Guys should be proud of their. Shirt. I'm here for equality, okay? And I'm standing up right here, right now. Let him take his shirt off. <laughs> right? Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. But <laughs> Tinder lets you do it. But I don't know. I, those apps are. I, I'm kind of like, like obviously right now I'm training for the show, so I'm like none of that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like it's weird because like when you're leading up to a show for me, you got to go like no fucking, no sex, no you know nothing. It's sex just, is really good for you. Well, it is really good for you, hundred percent. It's just like when I'm so focused on the show, I feel like I gotta cut it out. 
It's like that line in Rocky where he's like, women weak in legs, you know? Like, oh, I feel what you're saying, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really do encourage you to to stay on whatever goal, whatever you feel like you need to do to achieve your, your goal right now. It's probably different for everybody, Do it. Right? Yeah. No, no. Whatever you choose to, yeah. on your path to your goal right now, do it. Because that's that's your brain telling you, that's your goal telling you, that's your mind telling you what you need checked in the box for you to feel stress-free. Oh, That was shit. awesome. I don't know what that was. That was a little shift. Something, something it, just fell. Yeah. If you're if you're trying to break into the podcast, you will be shot. Yeah. Okay. Just pause it if someone pops out. We're I'm good. Gonna, we're good. I'm, I'm gonna blast him. All right. Uh, it was just a ghost or something, dude. <laughs> just a ghost. Now he was in here moving is. shit around earlier, so it could have been just something that fell over. But oh man, I love but it. A lot man. of projects going on around here. So yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I dude, they love cleaned it. out so much stuff from this house. It was crazy. <sighs> I can imagine like ripping had, out everything. Um, yeah, ripped out everything. They had like people come and like do the under the crawl spaces and everything, get all the rats out and shit and like all that wild shit. Good. You never know what's going on around or under your house until you raid it. Right. You got to do you it because it's like it. it's been like, you know, sitting here for like 20 years, not, you know, like with no work done to it. So it's like, yeah, you got to do all that shit. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. Well, speaking of work done to work done. I, I want to acknowledge somebody super special. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Dude. I don't get to do it enough. I don't. I don't give people enough credit where it's due. There's this super powerful human being in my life. Um, I've known him for for quite a few years. He he was in the hair industry when my dad was in the hair industry. Um, he owned. He's one of the founders of Chop It Up Barbershop. Right. Um, all over, all up and down the up the this this region, and he also wrote a book. Man, tip the scales. Merv Miller is a complete badass. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. He's a successful black man, and that's something I'm super excited to say. When we, what, I don't want to put him in a box, but like that's one thing I I don't have enough successful black people to look up to as a human being for me personally right. in my life. So that's one thing I can say that makes me gravitate towards him. But ultimately, his his idea, his book. When I read it, I didn't know that I was going to get into such an exciting part of my life. Reading his book is something I, I frequently go back to, mm-hmm. and I open it up. I'm going to have to bring it by for, for you to read, man, because I would it's, love to, dude. it's I love super reading. awesome. It's super awesome, man. And he also has his own vodka line. And guess what? I actually picked some up on the way here. So um, Zawadi Vodka. It's made in America right here no shit. by people that I actually know. And I want to know if you want just a little sip. You don't have to pour it a, bu- a bunch of just a, tiny, just a little yeah. bit. I know you're in your prep, but I just want you to taste it, man, because this yeah, stuff yeah, is yeah. absolutely amazing, dude. You know, I can never do this. Can you do this? Yes, I my can. My hands are all jacked up. I had to cut my nails down for jujitsu. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to hear about jujitsu, too. Oh. So, like, when did you start? Well, I wanted to start last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up tearing my shoulder before I was able to do it. I had to do... And how's your shoulder now? Now oh, the shoulder is stronger. Mm-hmm. It's um it's still slightly debilitated, unfortunately. Um, I don't I don't have certain movements. I I can't put any more than like ten pounds of pressure on. Mm, that smells really. Oh good. yeah. Oh, it's 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 the best vodka I've ever had. And you can drink it straight. You can drink it on the rocks. Different flavors. The whole for every every little bit. Thank you, sir. But jujitsu's been going pretty good, dude. I never expected to. Well, you know it's good vodka if you can drink it straight because oh my god, a, a mixing thing. Yeah, and I'm and I'm picky too, and I'm picky when it comes to. I had a client today, alcohol. and he's like, "Oh, I'm drinking too much beer, but I like to drink." I was like, "Bro, just do that skinny girl shit, vodka sodas, vodka sodas with lime, with lime. That's right, That's how man. You do it. Well, cheers, right, to, cheers, um, man. to your cheers health, to man. You. Uh, cheers to what is this your third or fourth time on here? Third time, third, third time, time, man. Thank the you. fourth one, I want to bring some people with me. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, we'll, we'll tear do it. it up. Cheers. That's actually delicious straight. Dude, wow. it is so good. I don't it's think so I've good. ever actually had vodka that's good straight. 
Well, I love this. I love it. It says taste is a gift. And I'm going to talk and about it. I'm actually one. serious. It's like good. It's really good, yeah. right? So it's a Wadi Vodka. If you're watching, go find it. I don't care where you're at. Go find some of Wadi Vodka. It's um, 40% alcohol, 80 proof, right? Mm-hmm. Really nice bottle, obviously. Um, there's My favorite part about this is the the, the name of it, the, the label, the slogan or whatever. Yeah. Taste is a gift. This is like a really, really good thing. And I, w- I want to probably buy this as Christmas presents for some of my friends who aren't like who aren't like super close to me, but I still care about them. You know what I'm saying? Because this stuff is so good. If you put that with like some muddled lime and some ice and you yeah. just drink it straight, dude, like that <sighs> is fucking good. And as it, as it chills, it becomes smoother and smoother. Yeah. And he does he does a really good job. It's made from mostly all natural. Um, there was no like uh, no cough or anything either. It's so no. smooth. It no, was smooth. Like, it's, it's great, man. Yeah. That's really good, man. Yeah, but I brought that for you, and I, I wanted—I I just wanted you to try it before you before you keep it. Because if you don't, if you don't like on, it, I'm, I'm taking it home. I'm giving you some kind of amazing gift. I'm gonna figure something out. <laughs> something that I, I know you're gonna like, because you keep bringing me these awesome gifts, dude. Well, you know, I'm gonna uh, next time. Next time, maybe I'll I'll try. No, I'm, I was not, I was gonna make a gun joke, but I don't want to get locked up by the feds for trafficking gun parts or anything if like you that. You brought me a gun, I'd be like, shh, this is dope. It's like, welcome to Texas. If I if you if, I'll tell you then what, we'll if, if we both it. move to Texas, I yeah. can just go and acquire you a gun. And give it and get you a gun, and now it's your responsibility. Now, so next week they uh, hold people accountable for their actions in Texas. You know the um, the woman from the We the Female, right? Dude, Carrie Sloan, so complete badass. I'm not positive because we we scheduled, so she's supposed to be here next Wednesday for a podcast, but I haven't been able to get a hold of her again. Mm-hmm. So we had we planned it. She said she was going to be back, and we put it in the schedule. Um, but I, I haven't really. I still got to kind of like check up with her i i don't know if she's so possibly next week she's gonna be a guest which i'm super excited about because i think that's actually important like what she's doing like empowering females instead of um you know what i'm saying like instead of like saying like i'm a victim like taking power back you know what i mean take your power back you know i say that to i especially the ladies but but to anybody who's ever suffered any type of abuse or harassment and you feel like your light is not as bright as it should be. Yeah. In any form. Take I mean, back your power. You know what? It's if, like you shouldn't have to be scared to walk down the street. You shouldn't have to live in a world like that. But it's a reality. So if you can make yourself more capable of taking care of yourself, I, I feel like why not? It should, we should, right? Hell yeah, brother. So there's also like a lot of, um, you know, like you're talking about jujitsu. There's a lot of like these MMA gyms that do a lot of like. Uh, for female self defense, I think yep. it's, it's huge. Bellevue, Bellevue Police it's, Department it's puts one on. So Craig Hanaumi does it. Um, a couple of Linwood Police Department ladies yeah. that are, I went to high school with are super awesome. It's, um, I made, feel like it's super yeah. important, man. Absolutely. You know, just making yourself capable. You know what I mean? Like it's like I hate that victim shit. Like just don't. I mean, obviously, I, I like I said, I wish the world was a place where like you could walk down the street and never be in danger. And there was no bad people. And there was no fucked up people. But that's just not the world we live in. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Especially in this in this region. Yeah. And we have a major problem in this region. We have things that are hor- horrible, egregious criminal acts that are not treated as criminal acts at all. Yeah, that's not good. I have to fa- I have to deal with it almost every day with my career field. I don't. I have to work in the city of Seattle, and working there, I've had a few. I I. I I can't tell you how many run-ins I have with people a day with yeah. issues, issues with people who are super jacked up on drugs and they're, or people who are coming down from drugs who are violent. 
and and angry and like literally just walk rock around just kicking the life out of some escalator because yeah. it's an escalator and I, I know or people who attack others it's so wild dude so like um me and this girl that i work with we went uh into seattle i went to Dezul lounge which he's gonna be i got this new tattoo and he's gonna be a guest on here too soon the the artist that did i think he's amazing but yeah it looks great man um, so we're like in seattle and like we're, we're you know waiting to i was on prep so i couldn't eat anything but she went down and we got this like amazing like uh Someday when I'm not on prep, I'm getting one too. It was like one of those like poke bowls, you know, like protein and healthy shit. Oh yeah. So we went down, and got her one of those, and we're like walking in the city, and we're like, man, this is so dope. Like it's so cool being in the city. It's like got this cool vibe and stuff. And then we walk by, and there's like some dude, you know, like homeless with like his pants pulled down, and he's like hunched over, like picking a scab on his leg, and just like totally out of it, you know. And I'm like, yeah, and then there's that, though. I forgot about that part of the city. You know, like, that's the bad part. And it's like, it's how do so you help bad. these people? I don't know. I feel like just leaving them on the street doesn't help them, does it? I mean, I would say if, if you if anybody really wants to help what's going on in Seattle on the streets, because it's not just homeless people. It's it's a drug infested like shit can. Right. If you really want to help them. Because a lot of it's drugs. Fire the entire city council. Fire them. The freaking mayor, the guy yeah. who got elected, get him out of here. Why Why haven't you changed anything that's going on in the streets? How come the police, mm -hmm. how come the police are not arresting people for for fet, for smoking fentanyl off yeah. foil all through the, the, the transit lines, all through the streets of Seattle when kids are walking by breathing in something that could potentially end their life? It's I would think, thing. you know, one would think, one would think it's bad. I have a great guy named uh, Adam Fortney, amazing human being, Snohomish mm -hmm. County Sheriff. He is pushing to to criminalize um, fentanyl because why? Well, so it, goes, it makes sense. Well, it goes back to that thing of what you're talking about with lumping everybody, separating everybody into groups. So, like, they would say, "Well, that's racist," you know, like, like it's maybe like, maybe against anybody who 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 breathes in a potentially it's, fatal it's, drug. But I'm yeah. saying that's like that's what they're doing. It's like it's like so they say that these laws are going to be unfair towards minorities, or you know what I'm saying, like. But at the end, maybe of the day, in the past when the cops were. We're, we're targeting just black people. 100%. I don't but think they are it, anymore. But if you think about people, not like targeting you anybody. said, like individuals, it's not about race or anything. It's about this person is doing an illegal thing. Let's get them off the street. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly like if you can get them off the street, it, it helps them more than leaving them on well, the street. 100%. And not just off the street, but off the street and into some kind of rehab program. facilities. That's but where we need to be having our money put, right? Like, yes, brother. Some kind of like I know like I, I, you, I don't, don't get them don't get them clean needles, get get them get them treatment. But how? But the question is this: like Cur currently, if, as far as I know, there's no treatment for fentanyl, and the problem is this: ooh, there, you, if you drug, fill up yeah. an elevator full of fentanyl, and you're smoking it in there, and I walk up because there's somebody and I'm trying to fix that the escalator or the elevator, but you've blocked the doors so the elevator so falls out. This could kind of a direct the effect you because of your job. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it does, right? Yeah. So they block the doors open, the elevator shut down. I walk over, and now I, I'm like, "Hey man, what the fuck are you doing?" And they and they now they blow their smoke out that they're smoking still fentanyl, these cheap ass pills, and they're blowing it at at me. Because they're how out, how man. do I, as a human being with a wife who I love more than anything on this earth, how do I remain nonviolent? That would be tough. I would want so, to fucking, but I, but I have kill to them. do it, man. Yeah. I, I, pff, fuck, dude. I wish I, I wish. I would literally want to punch them so bad, like. 
I, I, and you I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I haven't fucking face, like fuck you, dude, dude. I'm not gonna say I haven't done a violent acts on behalf of of you know a potentially murderous thing coming at me, right? But you know what? And I'm not gonna incriminate myself as well. And I don't want to. I'm not gonna jeopardize We're my not job. Gonna by, talk about I'm it. I'm not gonna say where I work, but um, I, I work all over the place, and it's it's really hard for me to to grasp the idea of that being okay when little kids and people in wheelchairs. And people who are blind use elevators. Mm. So now you're having any human being walk into the elevator, breathe in the stuff, and then what happens? Well, and that kind of goes that goes with addiction and drugs. Like when you're somebody that's caught up in those, like you're not thinking of anybody else. But no, yourself, you no, know? and it's it and it overall. So it's they're not very thinking sad. about the other people that they're affecting. You know? It's like you know, it's the same thing. Like it's somebody on drugs. Like they're gonna steal their parents' money, and you know, like it's sad. It's man. sad. It's sad. And it breaks they, my heart, man. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to just have anger, you know. I I have more mostly sadness for for that situation, but I don't have any sadness when when I'm watching little girls get narcaned mm-hmm. multiple That's times because they keep because it's not working, or when I or when I have to smell it all day and then I get, and now I'm pissed off the whole day at work. Or well, then you wonder like, am I in security? And they and they blow it at the thing. security guard or the janitor lady or at innocent people walking by as a joke like th- this is a joke to them th- it is, it is. A, it is it's like, a subhuman world out there so if you spend i would say if you go to third avenue right where the mcdonald's is third and pike or and you just walk down third avenue and just you're going to smell burnt peanut butter burnt rubber and burnt plastic those three those three smells and those are potentially fatal um in things to inhale well and it is a joke to them because they're so disconnected from the idea of like anybody else any kind of community mm-hmm. sense like like the entire like to them life is a fucking joke you know what i'm saying it's like because you, you're that you get that like i don't know disenfranchised with life in general where like you're gonna put yourself you don't care about yourself you don't care about anything like life has done you wrong it's yeah, so they're not they're thinking like of, creating a subhuman race out there. Yeah, they're not thinking of anybody else. No, there's they don't care about other human beings, and it's sad. And it, even the fact out. that they see you caring to them is laughable. Yes. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, what, why don't you see that this whole thing is a fucking joke? But because you actually care about people, you care about others, you care about like yourself, they'll they'll look at that as a joke. You know what I'm saying? And that's fucked up. There is a, you know that you seen the video of the of the lady got thrown down. I think got thrown down a step, down steps at one of the um, at a, at an unnamed location in Seattle. Yeah. This guy, the city is paying him because he is mentally insane and there's no mental institutions. The city of Seattle. Dude, that, I hear a After lot of he, weird he stories. He tossed like, a lady not once but twice down two flights of stairs. And he's getting paid. And yeah, he's getting paid by weird... the city. What the hell is going on? That money could re- replace books for children. You know, I think we have a big oh. issue with people remaining in office, and and I I try not to get on my political my political stuff, but Dude. this isn't political. This is a human being issue. We have people who are in in office for way too long. What the fuck is a career politician? Wow, that's a someone big... who is not associated with you or me. Yeah, and they're, that's a they're not about us, dude. So that my, I, I heard this story of like it was like I can't remember if it was California or Oregon or someplace like where they probably you know have they're loose on these kind of laws like you're talking about where they're just not prosecuting people because it might be racist or it might be this or it might so like there was this guy that like came and shot this other guy the guy who he shot was able to get the gun away from him 
and shoot him back and get him under control. And so they're both down. So they arrest the guy who got attacked for shooting the other guy. And it's like, wait, wait, you're arresting for having unlawful possession of a gun. It's like, no, that guy shot him. And in self-defense, he got the gun away and shot him back. Like, that's his right to defend himself. He should not be going to jail, right? What, what if, just a, just a guess, just yeah. a guess. What if good things just happen and bad things are somebody's fault? Yeah. What if? What if good things just happen and bad things are somebody's fault? Not the right person's fault, somebody's fault. Yeah. Placing blame is what authoritarian figures like love to do. They like, "Oh, look look at what's going on over here. You know, th- this isn't us doing this who's who's elected to represent you and who all I just do is argue with people with the R or D next to their name." Right. It's this person's fault, you know. I'm I'm disenfranchised completely from this for this individual. It's them. Look at over here. Gas, yeah. Like gaslighting, multiple situations, uh, political, 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 just complete dysfunction. Yeah, we do not need politicians. We need elected individuals who lead. I don't need somebody who, to, with a megaphone to yell and in the streets and just protest and protest and protest and not do anything when it's time. I need an elected representative yeah. to say, "What do you like? Okay, what do you need? Okay." What do you need? Okay. Well, that actually care about people again. It's, it's and and not, present the idea. But I think it's kind of what you said about absolute power corrupt. So it's like, I think that whole system is so corrupted with money that it's just so far from like what it's meant to be that I don't even know how you fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then someone has the the audacity to say I have vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, that would get you. Like fu- we we, fired we live in a case. we live in a capitalist society. We have pharmaceutical industries. We have the government saying this, big pharma saying this. There's a lot well, of money, kind of a lot, of, a lot of money getting made, and I'm uh, you're mad at me because I'm because I'm hesitant. Well, something. and it was weird. Even had five year studies out yet. Can I can I just wait for five year studies? Yeah, they, like, they were freaking out on me, bro. Like, all the literature was coming from where big pharma. I just want. I just so like it's like I, how do you trust it when like and and they told me I'm a I got called an anti-vaxxing Trumper. And I'm like, what the fuck? First, what is a Trumper, first of all? Well, also, that's kind of like, even like people are so pissed off about this, like Trump being on CNN thing. And it's like, I get this email from like, you know, these Democrat groups. And it's like, this is an outrage. We need to stop them. They're platforming Donald Trump. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, it's called freedom of speech. You can hate everything that Trump says, but he should be allowed to have a platform to say what he wants to say. Like you can't, what you're talking about as a Democrat is called censorship. And I was so enraged when I got this email. I'm like from the party, the party who, that's po- who politically is supposed it. to be the biggest advocate, advocate for freedom of speech. When I grew up, if you were liberal, it meant you believed in freedom of fucking speech. That meant even if the KKK wanted to say some shit, even if you found it disgusting, you would, the, the ACLU fought for their right to say it even though they disagreed with it because that's what freedom of fucking speech means. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting this email that you want to censor Donald Trump and you want, like you, what you do is you don't censor him. You listen to the whole fucking thing. Call you watch what he and you- says and you, you come back and you're like, this was a lie. This was a lie. What he said here was bullshit. You don't stop him from saying it. You fight against what he fucking said with your free speech. Yes, brother. That's what you do. I do that kind of shit pisses me off to like no end. Well, because it removes one, it removes your your option as a as a recipient of information, right? And it removes to, the exchange of free ideas. Yes. And it gives who the power? It the controls, government. It controls a certain narrative. If I tell you, 
the sky is blue and this guy over here says, you know what, I say it's kind of great. And I punch him in the face and don't let him finish. And I say, the sky is blue and you only listen to me. Right. And you don't go check for yourself. Yeah. You are now under my direct control. I just take your word for it. Yeah. Now you're under my say control. Say I'm in this cave and you come in and tell me it's beautiful outside. And yeah, yes, I get it. Yes. It's, it's horrible, dude. It's, it's like the, it's the least fucking like liberal thing you can fucking do. And it's like, I don't understand how liberals are fucking advocating for And they do it under the guise of this fucking like it's disinformation or misinformation it's mm. like it could be but that's what freedom of speech is and then you say the truth you fight against it we ha- we used to have debates debates like Ed- Eddie, eddie's out there saying lies and i don't like it my thing isn't to shut eddie up it's to go on and say actually what he's saying is completely a lie this is what i believe you can listen to him or you can listen to me but here's the facts this is what i say like i don't know dude you, we, we don't encourage free thinkers anymore and this is something that I think that there we give me hope about the future. Mm-hmm. There's 11 year old kids questioning their teacher's ideology because they're introducing political, um, pl- certain political narratives and certain um, health related yeah. narratives in schools. And the kids are like, "Wait a second, you can't tell me this. I'm a kid. Yeah, like I have parents. You can't tell me this." Well, hopefully their parents are, you know, like, dude. I just to me the thing I hate the most is authoritarianism. Yes, brother. I, I'm just so not. For you know what's scared? Like what I hate? I hate Nazis. I hate communism. Yeah. I hate. I hate the effects of socialism on the people who, believe it or not, it's not an equal playing field. It's people on the lower end. I have so how many? I can. T- I, I would love to get a, my buddy who who um he was in Iran yeah. and he he got over here, and if, if he was able to to make it through the conversation without falling apart and yeah. express his story to you, you will freak out, man. Dude, that'd be a great. Guess. We don't have so, like, per, we don't have perspective enough perspective in America from people who are from these horrible countries where it's war torn. Oh yeah, every time. Why I've is ever... George Masvidal or, or excuse me, Jorge Masvidal coming and talking about his country? Because it's bad. He came here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like his his it's. I think it's beautiful that I can say that I have a friend who got on a freaking on on a, something that floated and floated his way to America. He almost died. He was out at sea with yeah. it on, on his with his food for 6 days and he made it here. Holy and that shit, and that's how he, that's his dad. And it, that's his dad. He, that's his hero who gave him a better life. Right. Like we have something here special where we can speak. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, go ahead. Don't hang up a picture of Kim Jong Un in your country and see how well that goes. You know it's so wild Jesus because Christ. every guest I've had on here who's been from a different country will tell me that they're like you don't understand how fucking lucky you guys are here. we have running water here and that's they, huge. they all get it like they get horrified when you start talking about communism and stuff dude like and it's like ah uh, i don't know like we we don't want to lose our freedom no know? brother yeah yeah so like and you lose it by like you give up your freedom for protection so they have to like scare you somehow and, and then you give it up because you want it's just a slippery slope, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, brother. Yeah. Do you think I? Th- I think you brought it up well when you said, uh, "Stop when we have to stop as human beings, stop being the victim." And that's that branches out for more than just superstar, amazing human beings that are domestic violence survivors. They're not, and and I say survivors for a reason. When you are a victim of a situation, you're a victim of a situation. You the, are a victim. The yeah. second you start, ma- I think, I think this is my perspective, right? Because. Domestic violence comes in many forms. When you are are in the process of healing from that, and you you say, you know what? Uh, damn it, I'm still here. I'm Jeez. alive. I have power. And now you, now you're starting to develop the, the survivor mindset, right. and then you become 
um, at certain at certain levels, some people just become just themselves. Other people carry that with them, and they and it reminds them of the lowest part of their life, so they can be great in their own way. I think it's amazing what Carrie Sloan's done. She she takes the idea of of going through so much and finding power in in your hardship, become a harder a harder motherfucker yeah. in, in in all in all intents and purposes, yeah. and taking your responsibility, your safety in your own hands. Because I have a I have a a, a friend who I had on my podcast. She came on to share her story. The cops failed her. They let her uh, fucking abuse her back in the house the same minute they left. They let. They said, no, he's, he's just going to come back and get some of his stuff. Bam. She's getting the shit whooped out of her again when she again. finally had the courage to call the cops. The judge dismissed it because the family came and said, my son would never beat the living shit out of another person in the military. Surprise, they did. Mm-hmm. He did. And he's a... And, but Dude, no, people didn't want to believe fail. it. People, people didn't fail. People fail. People didn't want to believe it. This, the sense of safety, the safety net, when you dial 911... I hate to be that guy, but you might not always like what shows up afterwards. Right. It, it, you know what? We've talked about it for years in this country. Uh, it, I was told I have to act differently around the police. Right. I don't act differently down, around the police. The police don't act differently around me. Yeah. When I call the cops and they show up and it's great. When they don't show up and I deal with things on my own, it's great. Whatever. Because I, I have my own individual responsibility. I'm responsible with firearm ownership. I don't drink and carry firearms. I don't. I don't n- nothing irresponsible about firearm ownership at all because mm-hmm. if you own a firearm you're not going in to shoot up a school full of kids. My guns are not going to commit a mass shooting. Right. My guns are going to not do shit unless I'm shooting target practice or I have to use them in a self-defense related issue. Now education is a big part of that, right? So when we mm-hmm. comes to education I do encourage anyone who even thinks about getting a pistol to educate yourself. A great way to start a bunch of free videos on YouTube by USCCA. How to start your self-defense journey? Watch the Tim Kennedy USCCA videos and learn yeah, about Kennedy that. Tim Kennedy is great, man. Hundred percent. But individual responsibility is huge, man. And you you hit the, you hit it right on the on the head of the nail when you said that um, take it in your own life. Right. Take, and that goes for information as well. Taking power of your life is a critical component of of being a human being. Yeah, it's like we're living in this world where we want to like childproof everything. Like, it's like this, it's like we feel like we're this nation of, like, children that need to be, like, coddled and protected instead of a nation of individual adults that have, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we should have that idea anymore. Like, we need to change this narrative of, like, that we're these helpless fucking, like, man babies that never grew up and we need to be protected from everything. You know what I'm saying? We need to, I feel like we need a shift in our country. Well, we wonder why we have a lot of mental health issues. That we weren't having previously. Well, I mean, because you take away all purpose. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's purpose. No, there's no pur- if you're just if you're just sitting around, you have no value in your life. You just play video games. You eat shit. You drink all the time. You jerk off to porn. You don't have any fucking like actual goals or purpose in your life. You're gonna fucking have mental health problems. And then you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna hate on people that do have goals and are working hard and you're going to try to fucking, you know what I'm saying? That's what we, and like the world is full of those kind of people now. And so of course they're so easy to get them to like, you know what, we need to do this and we need to do this and we should, because they just, they have no fucking goals. They have no like, you want other people to conform to your comfort levels and that's, and that's unhealthy. Greg, Greg Plitt said it best, man. Safety zones and comfort zones are dead zones. You do not want to, you're not going to ever find anything that equates to your version of success 
in a safety zone. You have to do something uncomfortable. You well, have so to. They want you have everybody to, like, to come and be a slug with them, basically. And and that's and that's bad. And, and that, they don't that's like, a bottom yeah. feeder shit. That's flounder fish shit. That's tilapia. Okay, that's tilapia instead of instead of. Uh, Dude, sometimes of I eat best. some tilapia, but yeah, it ain't the best fish. It ain't the best fish. Okay, nah. would Stinks you rather up the house? And... and and my question for people is this, right? Would you rather have watered down whiskey or normal whiskey when you drink whiskey? I mean, I'd rather you have it like normal. Yeah. Good sex or great sex. Great sex. Good sleep or shitty sleep? You need great sleep. I mean, it's it's a pretty easy decision. You can take the path of least resistance and have a mediocre life where you don't really achieve any your version of success. Yeah. I want everyone. I don't want to get twisted. I want everyone to reach their own their own peak on their own mountain. Well, yeah, because like I don't want people to think like there's a lot of people that are happy go lucky, easy going. They they're chill people. They don't have a lot of goals and they're happy. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at but all. But I'm saying I think personally a lot of people end up being depressed because of that because they don't have purpose. And it's it's very very important that people find their purpose, yeah. you know, especially in the veteran world, man. Like, like if you're just chill and you're lazy and you just want but you're like a happy person, I love people like that, dude. You know, as long as you're not like hating on other people who are trying to be successful or have goals. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's a difference, right? Yes, brother. I know chill people. It's like they don't want to achieve anything great. They're just happy being kind of chill here and they vibe. I have so many friends like that that I absolutely love. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I, I feel like everybody has to be some like David Goggins or something. Oh, definitely not. Like I like a world of variety for sure. You know, like in any form of an, an extreme, especially like bodybuilding, like you can you can definitely attest to this. We we often judge ourselves on this dude on this this needle in a haystack. With another needle stacked on top of it, that's how we judge ourselves. By are we hitting this exact pin point? Like we all want to be Chris Bumstead. We all want to be yeah. the elite. Yeah. I think it's good to have huge goals because when you shoot for the stars, you might you're probably going to end up in a cloud the least. At well, least. I feel like it's good to have ideals. Yes. You, like, and you're not not everybody. So like, there's going to be the ideal, the best, and that's like what you want to try to achieve. But like, even that person probably is feeling like they're not quite achieving it. But we have to have something to look up to. But then you're going to have outliers that don't want to be like that or there aren't trying. And there has to be that whole spectrum. But if you take away the ideal, we got to have the ideals. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like the ideal like family, the ideal, you know, like something to like try to achieve, to be like, you know what I'm saying? And not everybody has to fit that mold. Like there's room for every kind of different person, right? 100%, man. I think that's something that I've, I've tried to work on in my in my later years in life. When I was young, I really didn't understand the importance of well, you're super accepting of everybody, you know yes. what I'm saying, which is so cool. Because that's another Thanks. thing people will stereotype people. You know what I'm saying? They'll like stereotype, oh, he's a gun owner, he's this or that, he must be fucking... You know, I, he I must practice not dying very, very often, and I practice not letting other people die around me in mass shootings very, very often. I practice reloading my gun from behind so cover and, and exposed. So many different kinds of people. I have everybody. a love for everybody, and yes. I can say this with full confidence: I don't give a shit who you have sex with, who you pray to, who you who you come home to at night. Right. What religion? No yeah. religion. Who you pray? None. I don't care any of that. I don't right. care, especially not your skin color. I think. It's important that we have a melting pot because in the military, yeah, you have a melting pot in the military. I don't know how racism is a thing in the military. There's so many diverse. I just love every kind of people. Yes, you know man. what I'm saying. Like, it's like that's what's so cool about life. You get to meet so many different kinds of people, right? God, man. Like, I would hate living in a world where literally everybody's the same. 
I, I, I fear that the more we conform to, to what's told is the truth instead of looking for individuality in our, on our own, it, the closer we get to that. And I say that because when you look at not just the news, they have, the, you know, ever seen those videos? And I, I know that so many people have, who are listening are going to see, I understand what I'm talking about. There's that video of one box of a news guy and then it switches to a different box of a news guy. And then you see a bunch of news channels saying the exact same scripted shit. Oh, yeah. On, on, it's like, where did that come from? It's coming Is from this somewhere. the fucking Matrix or something? No, it's, it's, it's called a controlled narrative. Yes, it's propaganda. It's propaganda. And, and it's scary to think that. Like for, for a lot of us, we're all in this, this bubble of disbelief. There's no way that the government will ever get to a point where it's going to tell us what we need to what we need to think, how we need to live, how we need, they've been doing it. Well, you got they it, were doing you, it. You it, got, it was literally a law that black people could. You got independent. Do we really got to go into this? It's the truth. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like you got these independent journalists right now that are talking about this. Like all these governments are yes. trying to put these new laws in place to fight misinformation online but what it really is is they want to be able to control the entire when someone narrative. says misinformation they sound like a fucking government hack you yeah, sound, sound like, like you sound like you moron. work for the fucking you sound like yeah. you work for the soviet union and you're trying to convince means, me means, that america is not here to to help other people or something right like what that. it means like, is anything that i don't like i'm gonna label it as misinformation oh god dude you know what i I'm think saying? i like, think you saying that is misinformation honestly because it's not what the news says so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, don't listen to me. Listen to the news, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna watch people who get paid for their viewership, and as far as advertisement goes, right. Watch people that get paid by the biggest, yeah. you know, corporations and have big money going into them, and listen to them because they definitely have your best interests at heart. They're not like they're not doing that for the people that are paying them. That's right. They definitely care about you. Yes. You know, Anderson Cooper is my grandfather. You know, and I do like Anderson Cooper, but like, yeah, they're just all compromised. I think I think they're great. I think uh, when when you ask me who my favorite person on the news would be, um, I would say I have a lot of favorite actors on the news. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I, I don't. I just don't watch the news anymore, man. Well, I, think I can't it's a trust bad the news, idea. dude. I love um, Bill Maher's show. Absolutely love Bill Maher. Yeah. I love John Oliver's show. That dude's fucking great. Like, um, do you like Tim Pool? I do like Tim Pool. I don't always agree with him. I definitely don't always agree He's with him. He's kind of a little cunt sometimes. Yeah. Know? Oh my God. Sometimes I'm just like, you know dude. What I'm saying? Like, dude. But I appreciate that. But then I'm like, it's doing. his perspective. It's his yeah. perspective, though. I'm not supposed to appreciate everyone's perspective because we, we can't be living in a free thinking society where we share ideas and sync up with another human being. Like, right, right, right yeah. now, you could, you could, at any moment, you could say, dude, you're full of shit. And I'm going to be like, what do you mean? And yeah. you're going to explain how I'm full of shit. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm full of shit. Right. Or I'm look it up. Maybe maybe I should do some fact checking on my own instead of instead of the news. Well, they always say a wise man appreciates when someone corrects him. Always. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I also like like I really like Charlemagne. Like he's always fucking saying what he believes, even if you know what I'm saying. Like um, against the grain, because it's strong, grain. strong in his beliefs, but willing to hopefully accept change. Yeah, yeah. And then I really like there's a it's a breaking points with Crystal and Sagar. Mm. So Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty, um, they do a show where. He is more of a right-leaning guy, conservative, and she is more of a liberal. And so they do the show together to show that it is possible to have the two perspectives. And they cut through all the bullshit in the news, and they just report actual facts. You know what I'm saying? I think I've watched them. Dude, I, I really, so I really enjoy it. They're so cool. They're so good journalists. at it. They're very good. I think they're going to really, you know, when they're building this huge new studio, I think, like, these independent 
you know, and then you have the Matt Taibis and the Michael Schellenbergers, the ones that got to do the Twitter file thing, and they're the ones that are, you know, fighting against censorship right now. Um, I think these are the people that are probably going to be the most trusted because they're like actual journalists. Because it's hard to call anybody on, you know, Fox News or CNN or any kind of thing that's paid by advertising journalists. Anymore. No, hell no. Because like you said, they all have that fucking like, oh, they're all saying the same exact thing. So there's no, they're not, they're just like repeating this line that's been given to them from somewhere. up. Like even like when Fox News got busted for this Dominion shit, you see like everything they are saying is like super planned out. And then like the whole Tucker Carlson getting fired thing. Because he was not going along with the shit they wanted him to say, you know, like. I mean, he went along with it for a while. I wish, I wish he didn't. Um, when we look at objectively at different human beings and entities that should speak their own thing, I can't remember the name of that. That uh, Don Lennon, right? What, what, what happened? What would happen oh, if Don Lemon? Don, Le- what would happen if he spoke his own mind instead of what he was paid to say? He'd, he'd probably be fired. Be cool. He'd be fired on the spot, and he'd probably just be a normal human being, just like yeah. the rest of us. But this is the issue we have in our country with people who are getting a lot of attention. They usually sell a piece of their soul or a piece of themselves to sacrifice who they are as a human being to fit a certain narrative or to get in with the cool kids. And I think it's a very dangerous thing, especially for money. You know, selling yourself, uh, excuse me, when you put yourself up as a prostitute and you give up your your beliefs, your internal beliefs. It's hard. It's not good, man. It's not good for your soul. It's not good for your soul. I can see how it happens though. Like you think about it, like you're an actor. You know, and most of Hollywood is thinking a certain. Everyone's way. saying Trump's bad, and you uh, just of get course on, you're get on there. You line. wouldn't believe what he said to me last week. <laughs> no, it's true, dude. Like it's 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 easy to get caught up because like you don't want to lose your gig. You know, like you don't want to. That's like be it's, actually it's almost be, like you're afraid to get censored or, or being canceled. able to fucking say what you actually think is probably one of the most rare like privileges you, you, you can have if you can yes. get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. Especially in nowadays, it's like, yeah. I say, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be honest and I try to avoid saying this, but being uh half black and half white does have its, have its, um have its benefits, right? When it comes yeah. to, I've, I've been treated differently, differently because of my skin color. I can talk on things that are, that are black issues and white issues and bring a different perspective and, and confront a lot of bullshit out there. Yes. I, I like a lot of it. Like it, yeah. it's really, it's one of my favorite things to do is to stand up against injustice and speak up for people who don't have a voice. Yep. It really bothers me when when people try to censor a certain demographic just because of their fucking skin color. Like my right. mom's white, my wife's white, my dad's black, my grandpa was a Black Panther. Other side wouldn't even hold me as a child because of my fucking skin color. I remember you said that. So it like, was one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. It's a huge huge melting pot, and yeah, and I still, like, dude, I it's still hard for me to even stomach that idea. That was that, your grandma, right? Yeah, grandma. And I was like, fuck your grandma. Wouldn't even fucking hold me. Like, can yeah. you can you imagine? Oh, I mean, I kind of can, dude. Get this like, get this mud demon out of here. Like, I grew up in a small fucking town. I actually can imagine that, which is fucked up. You know, like. Well, you know, like like I said, hatred is taught, man. But and most of the time, it's like one of those things where like you'll you'll have these like racist white people, but then like once they see the baby, all of a sudden they're just fucking not racist anymore. Oh, yeah. You know that is a cure. That is like a thing. Obviously, it didn't work for your grandma. She's still just a yeah. Fuck, she's still fuck a fucking racist, loser, crazy person. But yeah, bye. But I've seen that before, where people like all of a sudden they're just like it changes them because they see this beautiful baby, and it's like. Mm. I think the children, the children, and the future is. It reminds people that there's hope. They don't have to live in the same hatred that they, that they were taught. Right. Right. And and they can be themselves just like they were when before they started, 
calling black people the n-word i'm not gonna i'm not gonna well, i'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna speak too openly on your on your on your show I always love that thing what we've talked about before and you said it before, like the, the whole idea that you can decide who to be any single day. You can change. You know what I'm saying? In, like, a, in a minute. And all you have to do is decide. I don't want to be this anymore. Yes, bro. This was a bad pattern. This was a bad behavior. And yes, that is who I was in the past, but that doesn't mean that's who I have to be the next day or the next day. And then say like you slip up for a while. You can always keep... You can always go back. You can get out of it again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that that translates to, to fitness. Yeah, yeah. So well. like fitness, so you fuck up for a week and you do a bunch of bad habits. It doesn't matter. Get back to the get back to the right path again. Yes, brother. You can always change. You know what I'm saying? Like and I don't think people realize that they can do that. They get so caught up with the ego of like Wanting to stay the same. Oh, you gotta have more. Do I gotta have more? Dude, I'm sitting here it just looking at shit. taste is a gift, and I'm gonna cry. I'm yes, gonna cry. Sir. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I'm good because I gotta fucking be good. Good yes, boy. We gotta be a good boy today. I it's gotta okay. be lean, lean, so, mean. So and and let's talk about the show you're doing, man. What's coming up? So that is gonna be the uh, Tangy Johnson Classic, I believe, <sighs> on June 24th. June right, June 24th. So I'm like, I just did a show. It was really, really fucking hard. I'm like. Why not just do another one while I'm let's suffer again for six more or you know eight more weeks or whatever? Now I'm like seven or about seven weeks out from it, mm-hmm. so I'm, the suffering's about to start again, and I'm kind of excited for it, dude. I'm so excited. Um, one thing I'd love to to give you a piece of advice, dude, because I've I've been watching your journey for a while. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back as much as you can because you yeah. deserve you deserve to be happy for yourself, man. Uh, you've done so. There's so much physical change i remember the first time seeing you at body shop and seeing you just in these past few months oh yeah y- you've gone through magnificent transitions it's crazy when you get a good coach actually follow your plan and dedicate yourself what's possible and you don't realize what's possible well you're not taking the path of the fuck off you're taking the path of the fit fuck yeah man right? and it's crazy when you see your potential and then once you get to a certain level you're like whoa i could actually work harder than this even mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing like so like dude let's talk about jujitsu Okay, so, so like, I was, oh, been, I'm so nervous now. Oh, you've man. been meaning to uh, do this for a long time, right? Now, what made you decide that jujitsu was the practice that you wanted to get into? Was the art, martial art that you wanted to pursue? I've, I've, I wanted to do it for a while. Um, I've had a, I've quite a few different inspirations. Because to me, BJJ is like the dopest. Because I think back to like UFC, watching it kind of blow up. You know, BJ Penn. Remember BJ Penn? How fucking good at jujitsu that guy was. Yeah. Like he could like put his like fucking foot behind his head without like even using his hands and shit. Like just fucking amazing jujitsu. Like, Absolutely amazing human beings, yeah. right? There's so many great fighters out there. The to be honest, I think my my self defense journey, man, over the over when I when I started it, I realized I was a very very weak human being. Weak when it comes to uh, firearm proficiency, weak when it came to hand-to-hand combatives, and weak when it came to the fact that if I beat the living life out of somebody, so I just got I got in a fight, I won, my hands were fucking trashed. Yeah, yeah, you're trashed. lucky to break your hands. Street dude. fights do not do well with things where you have to do mechanics with small uh, functions. Yeah, where you so your fucking you're hands reaching are all behind up. an escalator like this because I can't yeah. fit my big ass arm because I've been lifting weights and I'm trying to twist a bolt in and I'm like, fuck this, dude, is this really my life? Yeah. Is this what happens when I can't defend myself in a proper way that doesn't fucked up my my time? Like punch somebody in the face. You, what if you break your hand? You can you can't operate a vehicle properly. You can't do all these things properly. 
I can't like if it if it interrupt the biggest thing is this if it interrupts sex is is the, probably the biggest dangerous thing and can't have that like yeah. I can't definitely can't have that right but most importantly like tying your shoes in the morning to go to work was it I was tying my shoes and I was like what the fuck dude my hands fucked up I gotta go to work went to work hands right. fucked up pissed off I'm, I'm just ultimately really mad why why do this and I'm listening to Tim Kennedy in my in my ear uh, he's talking about a podcast about learning self defense and stuff like yeah. that so. Um, Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu and firearm proficiency, uh, fitness, um, being better to your partner as a human being, you know, come home after a really, really tough night of, of training your ass off and, and say, hey, honey, you want a foot massage or I want to, you know, dude, I'm going to go out of your Tim way. Tim Kennedy to my podcast list. I, dude, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you the one I listen to and yeah. you, you're probably going to start your own self-defense journey immediately. Okay. All right, everybody, it is time to take a short break for our sponsors. Uh, the Nikki Free Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. Um, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So it is 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code NikkiFit at manscaped.com. Uh, so the thing about it is like when you're, you know, you, you're trying to shave your balls, you got like a date or something, you know, you, you don't know where things are going to go, but you don't want to be like showing up all messy down there. You want to show up all clean. You want to be looking good down there. You know what I'm saying? So like we've all done that. You get a shaver out. You go to shave yourself. And what happens every time? You cut your balls, man. And it's no good when you cut your balls. You know, you start bleeding all over your ball sack. You got blood going everywhere. You get it cleaned up. You go on the date. And, like, uh, obviously, you know, you're a high-performance male. So, like, things are going good for you in the date. You know, stuff starts going well. And next thing you know, like, one thing leads to another. But then the thing is you whip it out. And, like, there's a big thing. Like, you know, your, your balls are all cut up. And it's, like, all sore down there. And it's, like, such a turnoff, you know. So it's, like... You don't want that to happen to you, you know? Like, you don't want a big open wound on your ball sack when you're out on a date. Like, that's just no way to be. So, like, so guys, it's time to take care of yourself. All right, look at this. Look at this product. It's awesome. Thank you, Manscaped. Um, this stuff is so great. You know, they also threw in this beard hedger, which is just a great beard trimmer. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, but this is the performance package um so yeah you know guys use uh go online go to manscape.com if you want 20 percent off use code NikkiFit. you will get 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide so check out the performance package it's awesome and thank you guys so much uh use code NikkiFit. save 20 percent. you're really helping out the podcast and i want to say that I was already using Manscaped before they started sponsoring the podcast. I think they're a great product. So thank you guys for picking this stuff up. Use code NikkiFit. Save 20% and free shipping. You're really helping me out. You're helping out the podcast. And thank you to Manscaped. And thank you guys. Uh, go out there. Let's get cleaned up. Let's get cleaned up. Let's not go out there all messy and stuff. We got to look good. All right, guys. Thank you. Because it's going to inspire you to remember one thing. You are mortal, 
yeah. and you have a huge impact that you can still provide to every human being that you come in contact with when you lead with love and you walk in a sense of self I love that lead with love. You know, so the weird thing is, like, I um, when I, I used to do pro wrestling, right? Yeah, brother. Um, the funny thing is, like, so, you know, growing up, I think I started lifting weights with my uncle back in, like, junior high a little bit. And then high school, I got into it at the end of high school big time because I was just a tall, skinny kid by that point. I'm like, man, I need to put on some muscle. So I was doing the stuff my uncle taught me. Then I went to college, and like I've told this story before, I was lucky enough to be around like Scott Truca, Marty Beck, um, all these fucking dudes that were like these athletes, football players, wrestlers from a couple grades above me. So we were all in college, but they were from the same hometown as me. But they just kind of took me under their wing, taught me how to lift. So I start lifting with them, get more serious about lifting. But then I'm in college and you have to take one credit. We had to take like, I can't remember some, it was like a physical thing. So like, I just chose jujitsu because I was like, jujitsu is cool. So like. They taught that shit Yeah, so that school? was one of my college credits. And then I liked it so much that I, uh, I started paying $50 a month to keep doing it afterwards. And I only did like a few more months afterwards, but. The weird thing was, so like in doing the jujitsu, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I barely remember any of it at this point, but you know, so it was Gion and I still remember one of the dudes, he was so fucking cool. And he was like such, you could tell he was a wrestler in school because he was the best in the class. I was beating people when we would go live at the end of class, but not because I had any kind of skill or was even better than anybody at all. It was just because of my size. Mm -hmm. So like, and they were all novices too. So, like, I, I was definitely not good, but that kid, he was smaller than me, but he could kick my ass, dude. He could, like, because he was a fucking wrestler. But anyway, so, like, doing the jujitsu was actually what gave me the confidence to start pro wrestling. So, shortly after doing jujitsu, I decided to sign up for wrestling school in Algona with IPW. And then I fucking started driving, you know, two hours every weekend to, to go get thrown around in a wrestling ring all weekend and learn how to wrestle for like six months. I think I did that before I started wrestling, but it was actually those jujitsu classes. Well, I, I think it was a combination of like lifting with those, those dudes in college that gave me some confidence. And then the jujitsu classes of learning how to use my body a little bit that I was like, I can do this pro wrestling. Cause that was my dream. Um, so jujitsu led to that. So I have done a little tiny limited amount of it, man. That's awesome. And I still dude. remember putting like, uh, my buddy in the kitchen, like there, uh, I was a lot really when I worked as a bartender, I was really close with like the kitchen staff because I always felt like they were more down to earth, you know, like the front of the house staff were always a bunch of drama queens, a bunch of alcoholics and shit. The kitchen staff were always like, the you know, just fucking they were normal no, people. Yeah, they were the ones that we had a band together and everything. But my one buddy, Alex, kind of like was like coming at me because I was like the bigger, older dude. And he was like testing me. And I just put him in like a guillotine choke and I choked him out and he was like tapped me. And I'm like, so I was like, I still remembered that, you know, like. I think that's good, dude. It was fun though, dude. Yeah. I love. Jiu-Jitsu is dope. Jiu-Jitsu is so badass. I I have a really, really great place that I, I practice it at. Mm -hmm. um, so let's hear about it. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a superstar when it comes to jiu-jitsu. I've never rest, done wrestling. I've never done any any type of martial art that really helped with ground game, anything at all. Right. And everybody at Kinder Jiu-Jitsu down there in Edmonds has been super, super helpful. And when you move I'm up... I'm seeing your videos. You got to come. You got to come. You got to come. You got to You have to sign up. Or something. Yeah. Dude, do, do, just come for a month. Come there for a month. Bring some friends with you. 
grow, see if you like it as a group, and you'll be so surprised. These the amazing human beings, man. Yeah. The, the guy, the guy who runs the joint, Kyle. He's a superstar. He's been on my podcast. He's he's a he goes on he's on goes for by clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the sheepdog response cadre. And I took the, I, that's where I ran into him at the sheepdog response um, pistol pistol one course. Yeah, and that's how I met him. But before then, I got re- referred to Kendra Jiu Jitsu by a guy who um, went to Edmonds uh, Gracie Baja. So this purple belt guy was like, "Hey man, I know you want to really get into Jiu Jitsu, and you're you know you you keep getting hurt. You just got hurt with bodybuilding again. Why don't you try to kind of transition out yeah. and and start Jiu Jitsu or incorporate to both." Because I was doing the gun training, I was doing the weightlifting, I was deadlifting four or five for reps. Well, you can still like, do a little bodybuilding, but like I feel like honestly, dude, it's like, you know, like I'm kind of hooked on it right now. But I feel like as we get older, for sure, like getting into something more functional is probably better for the body. Yes, you know, like I would say, bodybuilding is is for a chapter in your life, not for your whole life. No, and I say that from the experience of not just myself but others. Yeah, it's not forever. And it's important to understand when chapters are over. So you at some point, you got to transition into some kind of functional lifting, functional. I feel like mm-hmm. there's nothing more functional than jujitsu. I think that jujitsu is so is so it's so very practical, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of fights end up on the ground in this day and age. A lot of if you're in a fight, someone's going to try some MMA shit they see on TV or something, 100%. right? Hundred um, it, percent. It's really hard to fight stand up nonstop because what happens when you trip? What happens when you? eat shit over the over the concrete taking you onto the sidewalk what happens when you get pushed over a fucking hood of a car what happens if your face gets bashed in a car window and then you hit the ground and they have to fight from the ground right. and someone's on top of you and they want to do ground and pound how do you avoid that do you understand what it's like to to be in this pressure how, how are you supposed to um to slide on the ground like you're on the mats when you're on the concrete it's different yeah do you understand how to bridge um trap and roll you know all these things come into play um i think it's really important for Someone who is walking into jujitsu, something that I wish I didn't do, I did do better, is make sure you read the schedule because I walked into a really advanced class. No <laughs> there is shit. nothing in there but people who are giants. To me, they're giants, right? I look up to these individuals pretty seriously. Very much man. respect. I'll show you them on Instagram after yeah. this. They're they're the people like the top tier athletes that go to Kindred and. A lot of them are are doing professional fight. They're professional fighters, at, and and they're like. But when you're around those people, dude, it's only helping you because you, you. It's, it's kind of like the you know doing this bodybuilding show. Like, I'm not stepping on that stage against you know. I mean, obviously, I was in the novice class, so that was. But the other classes, like, you're dealing with like world class athletes. 100. percent It's not just like regular people, dude. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't. For me, it was more of oh fuck! I just walked into a class. Now I'm the FNG, the fucking new guy, yeah. and I'm also interrupting their training time when they're training to well, fill and their dreams. you're kind of like, and I know what it's like to chase your dreams. I don't want shit in my way. I want to face my dreams. If I have to sit out around because we're uneven, or if I have to, to to take it easy on the new guy because he doesn't know how to defend against this, and I don't want to hurt him accidentally. I don't want that to be the thing. So yeah. walking in with a glass completely empty, not half empty, but completely empty mentality is important for me. No ego. Tap you gotta, on tap you gotta keep time. yourself very humble. I'll, I'll sit out when it when it. I'll, I'll clean the mats as often as I right. can. I everybody needs to when they try something new and they're entering it. It's important to play your role. And I don't well, say that's it like, from like in like wrestling. A, you had to be so humble when you're starting because like you're trying to learn, dude. You can't go in there like no, you know. And I did get some advantages because of my size and stuff, where I probably got pushed ahead a, a little bit sooner than I really deserved, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was like I tried to always be humble in that and, and be appreciative of it, like knowing that, yeah, I've, 
I'm getting some opportunities because of my size and looks or whatever that mm-hmm. I probably don't deserve. But that, I mean, that is kind of how it is in wrestling, you know? Like, yeah, yeah man. Well, but I want size, to be size does, but size I, does I didn't want to go off just like my size or how I looked. I wanted to be really good at it. So I tried same thing as you. Like I tried to learn from the best people, no matter like what size they were, but like just the best wrestlers. Cause I wanted to get good at the craft of it. Well, and that's the thing, right? I didn't I'll want to be just anybody. a big guy that was like, Oh, he's big, but he's not even a good wrestler. I wanted to be good at the art, the, the fucking art form of it. Cause that's what I loved. Having the shoulder be my way into just, I was delayed to start jujitsu over nine months and it fucking the shoulder thing. It was like, that's okay. the only really thing that really messed me up mentally during my, mm-hmm. uh, my shoulder injury. Other than the fact that I had to like expose my savings and, and I'm not, I'm not like, I wasn't financially stable during the time. That was very, very scary for me to not know oh, what that shoulder shit. It's expensive. Yeah, man. Fuck and, and you don't like, I never, they never operated because it would debilitate me even more. Yeah. I can only like, there's certain angles. I can only resist like a finger push. Yeah. So walking into jujitsu, I had to be really careful, making sure, hey, this is messed up for the first couple months, and now, now I'm starting to get to the point where I, where I am, kind of, it's coming back, kind of letting the dogs off the leash. I would say I, I'm letting You're my starting strength to trust it again. I'm not letting my strength overwhelm whatever, but I'm using my left arm normally. It's just a matter of learning how to use it. It's still hard, man. Like, but, it, but it's coming back. It, it was, for the most part, I didn't think that I was going to walk into so many obstacles. Um, and I was like, I try to, I try to be as non egotistical as possible walking into jujitsu. Well, and you know the thing is too, like you're kind of like, you're a dude that's got a lot of stuff going for you, so yes. you have to check that. Like you're Eddie Lowry, like you're kind of a big personality, what? right? Like, no, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just but, but, another so, human but, being, right? Well, right, I, but I, that's I hope, because of who you are. You believe that I'm just another human being. I, I hope that my impact is what you just said. I hope it is. That's my you have impact. a big impact. And I think it's a positive one, but like. I feel like that's what makes you good is that you you try to keep that in check. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like the ego thing. I, I feel like I really the, I really appreciate your compliment, man. That meant a lot. No, to for me real, right? That. Like you have to like you you go into a new thing and it's like I'm not I'm not gonna be a act like a big dog in here because I'm not a big dog here. I want to learn from these people. Yeah. So it's like you say I started wanting to start wrestling again. Like maybe I was a big deal where I wrestled, I worked myself up to a certain level where I was like the heavyweight champion, but it was in a small town promotion. Now, if I go to a promotion around here, I have to start from scratch. Mm. I got to be like, put my ego aside. Like they don't know the stuff I've done. They don't know my history. So I got to start at the bottom of the fucking rung again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wish, I wish that my life experiences in my bad situations tra- transitioned into jujitsu um, a lot of them have, uh, being cool and calm under pressure. I don't, I try not, I don't flail. Yep. I, I can say that I don't flail. I can, I don't know so how to use my calm. body, but I don't know how to use my body. Right. But so that's what you're there to learn, right? but I'm there to, to learn it. So I try to be, I'm, I, I look, I know, I know that so many times as human beings, we are Jordan Peterson said it best. You know, when you first start something, everyone's afraid to be a fool, but you are a fool. You have but to if be you're, a if, fool to learn. But if you. you're perfectionistic, you will, you know, you build that confidence up. Yes. I'm so thankful for my gracious, super, super gracious um, partners that I've rolled with. Um, Dude, I love I'm thankful Jordan for Peterson every time. That, he's, he's an amazing, so amazing man. individual as well, right? Yeah. I think that it's really hard for me to, to say, to be honest and say that I wish I knew more about jiu-jitsu. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to learn my best, and I'm super excited for my great rolling partners. 
Jeff, yeah, Kyle, better, dude. Bro. There's a 16 year old girl who shows up to class. She's not. Uh, she's not there every day that I'm there, but she's she, amazing. she's amazing in comparison to me. And that's and that's not dude. that's not like humbling or whatever because I'm already I already try to check my ego. I'm super excited for her, right? Right. There's like this. Um, if like if my little sister, I think about like if this was my little sister, how awesome is that that this person is is able to to physically dude it's disable so without punching amazing. somebody? Like so, there is a uh, um, a bikini competitor named uh, Tiana Weymouth Weymouth, and uh, she's been on my podcast. So she's an IFBB pro at the age of 18. Yeah, and she's so fucking inspiring to me, dude. And she like beat anorexia and everything, and like wow. Yes, I, so I listen to her podcast. I'm not gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Good. I did shed at least one tear because right, it was powerful. It's huge. Shit. It's very powerful. But after my show, dude, she sent me the nicest message, like kind of welcoming me, me into the community and like congratulating <laughs> me on my first show. And it was like it meant so much because it's like, dude, like, and she tries to stay so humble, but it's like. You see that a lot. So you got this girl in jujitsu who's young, but like age doesn't even fucking matter for that stuff. Like people can get so good at things at such a young age. It's so wild, dude. Like you'll see people like even in lifting, you'll see these young people just killing it. Yes, man. And and I think because that- they started younger, like when they, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter when you start. You can start at any time. But. I don't think there's ever a, a time where you should not start something unless, unless you want to drive commercial trucks and your eyesight is not yeah, yeah, some shit like please that. Don't, please don't do that. If you tell me you're going to deadlift like a thousand pounds and you're like an 80 year old skinny guy, I don't think it's going to happen. Like let's just, let's just start with start slow. But I think we can, as human beings, be we, somewhat we can, realistic. We can, but... we can work towards whatever goal. So my goal, my goal personally for jujitsu is to show up every day. This is, I'm going to try to be as I'm going to let the, let the ego, ego kind of, Kind of set back in. Yeah. My goal is to show up every single fucking day that I can make it there right. with an open heart, an open mind, being receptive to learn mm-hmm. and to appreciate every single person on that mat and what they're sharing with me. Because right. I'm there not just to be I'm, – I'm not there just to just to learn for myself. I'm there to be a good good partner for rolling. I don't want to accidentally bump people in the face with my ankle, which yep. I did last night. That was embarrassing as hell. Like, shit. I, and I feel horrible, right? Because I kicked somebody in the face by accident. Oh my god! I mean, it's yeah. a part of it, right? But you never want to like hurt somebody else. But you don't want to like be a flailer or whatever. So mm-hmm. I try to control my body, and I'm so appreciative of all the great rolling partners. I'm appreciative of the the amazing athletes that attend there. I watch some of their fights, some yeah. of their combat jujitsu stuff, and it is over. It's huge to me. Like there is people who I really look up to there, and. And I uh, I don't tell them enough. Thank you, thank you for rolling with me and sharing your experience. I say I try to say it to well, everyone. It's probably the a really like you probably get really close with these people. They because, I mean yeah really close. Like I'm like covered in their sweat. That's what I'm saying. When I was in wrestling, dude, like you you never get closer to a group of people because you're you're working so closely with each other, but you're also protecting and taking care of each other because you're you know when we're doing these moves, like you're suplexing people, you're DDTing people, you're literally their life is in your hands when you're picking them up and body slamming them. So like you have this trust with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, so it creates this like brotherhood, this closeness that you really can't get. And I feel like sports are like that. Jujitsu, martial arts are like that. You know, like the military is also like military. I think you you would do really good in any branch. I would say if I would have had the mental capacity that I've had in my thirties, when I was in my 20s, I think I could have done very well. And it, it, I, when I was younger, dude, I was so 
just not disciplined. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that a lot of people go into the military undisciplined and they leave with something that they never knew. It would have been good it's for because me, honestly, dude. You gain self. You, know you gain. Like, well, you gain over over anything else in the military. What a lot of people gain is self belief, self worth, mm-hmm. and and uh, awareness as well. Yeah. Self awareness. Yeah. What is my impact on other people? What legacy am I going to leave behind? And who the fuck am I? Beyond my parents' uh, overlook, right? Who am I when I? Who, why did this hurt my heart? Is it because my girlfriend did the same thing that my mom did to my dad, or or this or that? Oh, or, yeah. or or for me personally, like this on a personal standpoint, why am I so why am I so thankful for this young lady that I met in high school? Mm-hmm. I really hope that our relationship stays the way it is right now and it keeps to improve. Maybe I'll marry her one day. And holy fuck, I'm married to the, my hero. Right. My hero I'm married to, right? Dude, that's huge. So I think that the military is good for a lot of people. And um, sadly, man, it's tough for some people when they when they get out. It, it was right. like I can I can say it was tough for well, me. Nobody knows more than you because you deal with that stuff a lot. You know, I I do I do deal with it a lot, man. And um, I had this amazing opportunity just last week, man. Um. Just last weekend, I I went down to Texas for the MVP gala, yeah. and I was to I, I got to sit there with a medal of honor recipient, as he talked about what Emerging Veterans and Players has done for him. And uh, like I'm wearing their shirt tonight, I yeah. I promised myself I wouldn't get like all emotional and shit. But I like I, I'm like I can I can openly admit that I'm like holding back tears saying this. It well, was, dude, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the last episode I had you, I was I know I cried. I yeah. can't remember what we were talking okay, about. Okay, okay. So you well, you some broke heavy, the ice. It you, was some heavy. You shit. broke the ice, dude, then. Yeah. I, I um mer- merging veterans and players has been the most beautiful thing to me, man. Um when I got out of the military, like the day before I I flew out, I got told that I was a pussy if I signed up for disability by the Navy. I got told that if you have any issues transitioning, you're, you're just a pussy, you're weak. I got told that, you know, it's going to be smooth. I got told all these things. And in TAPS class, TGPS class, I don't know why they call it TAPS, but whatever. You pretty much transition out of the military class. They teach you, this is what you need to do. You just go get a job. Great. Now here, you got a bunch of benefits on e-benefits. Just log on. Here's how you log on. You know how to dress in a suit. Goodbye. Like mm-hmm. fucking two weeks of, two weeks of dress up in a monkey suit and get the fuck out. And on the la- on my last day in the military, I signed my me- medical paperwork with like zero zero issues on it, and and here I am now, years later, thinking, why does my why do my ears ring? Why do I have horrible migraines all the time? How come my right ear won't pop? How come I how come I have fucking anxiety attacks, panic attacks? How come I have night terrors? How come I have big issues with with uh with a lot? Any- how come I can't fucking check my own email? Right. Like how how come I have these issues? How come how come I have knee problems, back problems? But you're problems, being told you know, to just problems. like But I got told when I was getting out that if I sign up for the military because I didn't get shot, I'm a pussy. Mm. If I sign up for disability. Yeah. Because because I'm taken away from people who have been disabled. There's so many I wish I could go back and I'm not going to say strangle, but I I was thinking about it, but I'm not going to say it. I I would love to go back and re-educate that human being who told me that, who was a doctor, a lieutenant in the United States Navy. It's probably some weird mentality. It's it's non it's nonsense. There are so many scars that people come home with that are not visible. So we should be telling people to reach out more for help, not telling them they're a pussy, right? Yes. I mean, there's there's times where you need to. Don't get me wrong. There are times in the military where you need to shut the fuck up, do whatever it takes to make this work. Mm 
and and bitch about it later or or heal later yes. or or deal with the fact that you got shot later. Yep, because so this trying thing to has to be done. Lives are at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm not trying to take away from that, but I am saying that. But this is talking about after the military. Like we're talking about, like we're talking about the rest of my fucking life. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like me. I left for the navy. I didn't have a home to come back to. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to come back to, nothing. And I came back to with a hope and dream of of starting a, a life with my wife. Right back in back in twenty fucking sixteen. I yeah. came back. I flew in on, on my anniversary. Like I saw my sister at Meadowdale High School right up the way. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to deal with the things that I dealt with. I didn't expect to drink just like a bunch of Jack Daniels like almost every night and be be intoxicated and to to use alcohol when I'm upset because I don't know what my self worth is because I was just in charge of all these people and I was a caretaker for my sailors, protecting them from the the um the sexual harassing chain of command that I had at the time. Yeah. Protecting them I was the barrier between them and poor leaders and I was advocate for them. They felt advocated for. And when I left I'd get messages. Yeah. Why did you have to leave? Blah, blah, blah. Like these these people are like, like they my felt family. Abandoned man. by you almost, but it's like, hey. To in a in a certain way, yes. And and you kind of carry that with you because you you go I mean, into the military, you, you create you, these yeah. bonds. You create yeah. these bonds with people. You don't realize that Separation anxiety is something that we don't talk about enough um, as, after leaving the military. I think it's important for our human beings who serve the military to acknowledge that you are you may come home with some shit. I got buddies who are the nastiest, meanest special operations motherfuckers in the world. Right. No problems wrong with them. Other ones can't even hear a gunshot. Yeah. After just a couple tours. I know. I think no, we've, everyone's we talked different. about that before, how everybody's so different. Yes. Like- and it, Man, there's no cookie cutter thing about vets, right? We are all there's so much. The military is a melting pot. Leaving is a melting pot. So last last weekend, I flew out to the Virginia Veterans and Players Gala, and it was the first one they've had. And and it was in Texas. You it was said? In, yeah, it was in Texas. Yeah, yeah. It was so so such an amazing experience to hear stories of people dealing with similar, you things. know, who have dealt with them and found literally life saving measures through. The idea of peer-to-peer support. Like what we're doing right now, you and me talking, mm-hmm. we're syncing up. Yep. What if this room was filled with with motherfuckers from different branches of the military and we talk about our highs and lows of the week or if we're going through some shit and I say, hey, bro, I'm sorry you're going through that. I had a similar experience and this is how I navigated it. Now you have a tool to fix your fucking life situations. Yes. How beautiful would it be if we all did that on our own level? It's just, so I, important. Just not, not organized, that. just normal. Yes. I mean, I think that's important for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, just like people to have somebody they can, someone's going through a breakup or something like that. You can talk to somebody that's been through something similar and they can help you. You know what I mean? A tribe, right? Yeah. Just a tribe, a community that's. uh... Can I ask you a question? Yes. You were, so you were a professional athlete, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was a pro wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about leaving pro wrestling? How was that for you? Afterwards, after you left, do you miss it? Do you, do you have, there was a time where like, I kind of was thinking about it all the time. And then there is like, there's times where I've been kind of like in the gym, like all pumped up and I'm thinking about like going through the moves and like, I'll be like, get that thing. Like, you know, like I, I fucking still got it. I could do this. You know what I mean? And then there's times where like, I'm like totally at peace with it, where I'm just like, I'm so happy with what I'm doing now with the podcast and with, uh, I think um, doing this bodybuilding stuff kind of fills that void for me. Um, and I, you know, and then I think like, do, do I really, do I have anything else to prove in it? Or like, 
you know, so I'm like, I don't know, but there's like somebody even asked me that question on uh, my Instagram recently, like, would you wrestle again? And it's like, I feel like I could. I just don't know if I want to, you know, like I, I understand, that, but man. I still have ever, I still have this love for it that never goes away. Like when um, another one of my favorite guests, Sam Deason, comes on, he's another powerlifter. Every time he comes on, I like Sam. All we fucking do is sit and talk about wrestling because I'm still obsessed <laughs> with it. You know, I'm literally still obsessed with it, the art form of it. And, like, it's crazy because, like, me and him are talking about how it's it's kind of the best it's been in years right now. Like, the the, the stuff they got going on right got now. got a lot of live stuff going on. I remember I remember looking back when, when um, who who was really, really awesome? Oh, The Rock. Tri- Triple H. When, Triple H. Yeah, tri- Triple H. But what, it was D. DX. DX, dude. Suck it. Like, well, I used to watch that like uh, after all after my family went to bed. I used to watch uh, the the WWE and they, they changed their name like twenty times or whatever. But yeah, WWF, WWF, WWE, WWE, yeah. WWE. But I used to watch them and I'd laugh and do that. And DX I thought it was, was awesome. funny. It's fuck. so funny, right? How great is it? We got two words for you. Suck it. Yeah, you man. Know, like... How great is it that you did something very very similar to just that? Well, it's crazy because like, it's one of those things you're talking about, like people actually taking action. So like in like when I was like in eighth grade or whatever, I, know, I remember my sister started watching wrestling and I'm like, what is this shit? And then I started watching and I got obsessed with it. And it was like, just became like me and my buddies thing. Like me and my two buddies would like go pretend we were wrestlers on the trampoline. And I was one of those people where like, instead of just like, you know, most people, like, they get into something, they, like, pr- like do it for a little bit, and then they just go have their normal. I'm one of those people where I'm, like, I'm going to actually do this. And people are like, what? You can't. Like, I remember, like, and the funny thing is when you say you're going to do something that seems out of the ordinary to, like, regular people, they are, like, so, like, well, what do you mean you can't do that? That's not a thing that you can do. It's, like, well, that guy that does it on TV, he was just a person. Just because you and don't I, envision I, it for yourself yeah, and it's doesn't like, make it any less possible. Right, for and the it's like, well, I'm just it. a person. He's a person. If he's a person and he was able to do this, what's stopping me from being able to do it? So I just didn't ever look at those boundaries. Like, you know, there's a thing we do. Like, it's like, that's for somebody else. Like, I can't do that. It's like, actually, if you really want to do it, you should go try to do it because you're going to regret it someday if you don't. And so, like, I just decided, like, so it is crazy when you think like your eighth grade self has this dream and then you fucking actually like go through with it when you're older. It's weird. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so you envisioned it at, as an eighth grader and then yeah. you lived it. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of what, what I've tried to do in my life. You know, I want to say something, man. It's fucking awesome that you did that one, because you envisioned your, like you, you at, at whether you admit it or not, or you knew it or not, or you felt it or not. You looked up to the people who were living your goal right yeah, at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my God! Like you became, still my heroes. you became your fucking he- your own hero of your own movie. Yeah, you right? kind of take there. You take stuff from all your heroes, and then you kind of become you. Like, like yes. It's like, fucking how, how crazy wild. would it be if people saw something they wanted to well, try? I feel like every did person, it, and then looked back and was like, "I fucking did that." You know, Zach was talking about that last time, like how all humans have this potential that they. And that's why everybody's depressed and happy because they're not living up to their potential. God. And if they could, they'd be happy. You know what I'm you know, saying? You know, I love like, I love when you have Zach man on, man. He, dude, he he's a really a good mindset. Intel like beyond intelligent. Actually, I feel like he's a dude who's so intelligent that it like almost 
makes him like unhappy in a sense. Like, and he has to work on that. Mean, um, uh, you know, and he's a happy guy now, but I'm saying he he takes him work to do it. I I can under I can understand and relate to that, and I'm not talking about intelligent because Lord knows I'm dyslexic as fuck. I, I don't use a lot of proper English and I, I and that's okay. There's that's different me. kinds of intelligence, so but, but yeah. um but like damn, like I'm just thinking I've I've I really, really wish just for even five seconds that I could just take life, alter it, and and put it over here just perfectly. Yeah. You saw your dreams, altered the the path because it's not their path, it's your path, and you did that. Yeah. That's huge. But I feel like everybody's capable of that. They just don't do it. They don't put the work in. I think so. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you're you so much happier. Like, you want to do jujitsu. Like, it's like you could just sit and talk about it. No. But talking about it doesn't do anything. Taking the action of going there, signing up for the class, getting in there and rolling with these people that are so much fucking better than you. So much better, Putting dude. your ego so much aside because you know that you have to do that to learn. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And like you're putting yourself amongst these killers. Well, you you're know, amongst killers, yes, dude. That's brother. how you get better. You dude, don't Jeff is nasty, man. Jeff is Jeff is my little sister's best friend's uncle or godfather. So here's what you do yeah. if you're a weak person. You go you find a place that's like comfortable where they don't work very hard. Cause then you feel good about yourself. You're putting yourself amongst killers. So like that's what you want. If you really want to be good at something, you want to find the people that are the best at it. And you put yourself amongst them, and it's gonna be way fucking harder, and you're gonna feel like so fucking insecure and fucking like, you know, maybe I've been good at other shit in my life, but now I ain't shit. Nah, man, I ain't fucking shit because I'm nah. around these fucking killers, dude. Like, it, it was. But that's it was how wild. you get better, man. That's the mm-hmm. only way you get better. Put yourself around the best people in something. Yes, brother. I really think that there's so much value in that. We just had a conversation yeah. about politics, right? Yes. I think it's so important to, to be Some able people to, tell me not to on here, but I don't give a fuck. Well, you know what? Uh, anybody who tells you not to, to express your thoughts and sync up with other people who might – I might have a different opinion than you. What if um, what if mine's not as, as open-minded and loving of other human beings as possible? It's easy to, to deal in absolution when it comes to politics, right? Yeah. It's easy to say, okay, kids are dying. Don't blame the shooter. Blame the tool. Fuck the AR-15s. Get them out of here. Right. You know what? You, oh, you own AR-15, Eddie. I, you're a bad. Pro- you're, you don't support. You don't support banning the gun you have. I don't well, like you. That's, I shared that post. That's, today that's a that's dangerous. It's a exactly, dangerous thing to say. Well, I shared a post today. It was that Chris Willicks guy who I really think he's awesome too. He has a podcast, but like he's talking about like nowadays people instead of taking action, they do this thing where they just like that's called virtue signaling. Like I don't like Eddie because he's pro gun. And that means he bad. And by me saying that on, and, and by me saying that online, that makes me a good person. Okay. So like they do this thing where like they didn't even do anything to help whatever they say their cause is, but by saying Eddie bad, Eddie bad, me good, Eddie bad, me good, because he has bad beliefs. So so big, I'm big call, bad. me calling out his beliefs online makes me a good person. That's called virtue signaling. Mm. What well, and, and that's like how people get their self esteem nowadays without doing any actual work, and I hate it. You're absolutely right. Pandering, pandering to the idea that we can stand on children's graves and say that that doesn't that means that you should ban my gun parts and it's going to help stop mass shootings is literally the most insane, some of the most insane shit that I've yeah. ever heard of. And I'd be open. I tell you what, I 
I, bro, last, I'm going to be straight up with you. Last week, I grabbed my belt, opened up my gun safe, and I said, listen, motherfuckers, I'm not going to have y'all acting up and, and growing up to be assault weapons. And I started smacking my hand on my belt, and I spanked the living shit out of all my AR-15s. All, all of them. I'm not going to name how many I have because I have quite a few. I'm, I smacked the living shit out of them with my belt, and I beat them just, yeah. like, just like my grandparents beat my, my parents. Yeah. And so I beat the, when, when my was done disciplining my AR-15s, I said, if any of y'all grow up to be assault weapons, I'm going to fuck y'all up. I slammed right. the door shut. As if they're real fucking if, people. Yeah. Right? No, These you know, guns like, are never going to do that. I'm, I, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be the guy who does it who says this, but it has to be said. My guns are not gonna be used in an active shooter situation with kids. Unless no, unless for some guns. reason the whole police force decides to not be so police your force point anymore. is it's the person. Well, you know what? What what you. if I what if I told you that you're not recording this. The computer's recording your pod. This is your computer's podcast, man. Yeah. It's it's n- it's not logical. If no. if you ban now, I understand stopping the access to weapons. I understand that completely. Yes, I right. get I get that. That's that's regulation. A, that's that's one avenue to approach. But regulation that didn't stop me or 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 my friends from accessing weapons at the age of sixteen or fourteen. Well, that's out of the, the back of somebody's car, that banning you, them is not going to stop it. criminals from getting. We live in the world of three D printers. And People three D like, print guns. So, dude, like, also, like, just for anybody that's listening that has a different opinion, like, I am not against. Like, if somebody wanted to come on here and pre- present good ideas to the opposite, I would listen to them. You know what well, I'm saying? I, I have, I have and a good, I'm sure I have you've a good had conversations. Yes. Like that. Well, it's, I, I listen to other people's ideas. Right. I'm sure you talk to people that have total different opinion of you on this situation. And I'm sure you've been able to have civil conversations with them. Well, well, I just, well, I just said something. I just said one thing. I just said, my guns aren't assaulting kids in schools. I, you will, will not find me being a human being who walks in a school and murders the angels of this society. Mm-hmm. I've had family members Mm-hmm. Who've been on the receiving end of, of firearms in schools? Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with that idea. Now, that being said, can we bolster school security? I think so. You bet. There's metal detectors. Yeah. There's 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 so many options we can do. Doing that instead of taking instead of arguing over over issues that are right versus left in the in the office for for years while well, children so die in almost- schools is good. Like we, you, we need to do something. So you believe in banning guns anyway? It's kind of like the cat's already out of the bag. There's so many out there anyway. Like if you want to disarm black men, so you're when, still not going to solve the problem by doing it. Yes, you know? and, like, and also in this day and age, with you know, you, you've I've heard the rumors. You've heard the rumors. White supremacy is at an all time high. Um, I, you, I don't think disarming black men when the police are being called racist is is a necessarily a, a good thing to do. And um, hate to hate to pitch it. I might look pretty light in this light up here. Um, I'm, but I'm. I am. I am. I do have a little bit of color to my skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be a, an, an easy victim for for neo Nazis. And I can say that because no. I've, you know, that's not something I'm cool with. I'm not cool with that idea. Because that's still a thing too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and how great is it that I can say, I've I've used a firearm to protect myself multiple times, and I still haven't had to shoot somebody with any firearms that I legally own. At all. Right. I can say that with confidence. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, so I'm. Politically, uh, I've always been kind of classically liberal, but like definitely pro Second Amendment. I really, yeah. There's a lot of people on the right I agree with on certain things, but like I definitely disagree with them on other things. It's like, Fuck yeah, it's Me so too. hard, dude. Like you can't really find a home. It's like I don't think that we need a home, man. I think that I don't you think d- there should be. Either. You sh- I think you should just be you, mm-hmm. and I should just be me. 
And when we have good ideas, we share them. I was, yeah, that's what yeah. it should be: freedom of ideas, exchanging ideas. So, like, I'm not a right winger. I'm not I was, no conservative. I was, I was no, listen, no, no. I know you're not. I was listening to Bill Maher, and he was talking about how, like, back in like the '70s and '80s, it was weird because it was like there was so much less like partisanship, like as far as like you know, people would like just like listen to candidates and then vote for who they liked the best. So, like, people used to switch between right or R and D all the time. And they didn't think of it. Like they didn't think of like, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican. They just thought like, I listen to both candidates and then I make a decision on which one I think is based better. off their merit. So like, like a meritocracy. Oh, that's yeah, so like, oh, nowadays whoa. people like pretty much are heels dug into one side or the other. And every year they vote the same way. So like all Democrat, all Republican, but I guess back in the old days, you know, but like when we were just kids or before we were even born, like, people would just, like, they'd switch more. So, like, there's data on this. You know, like, people would go back and forth, right, R, D, R, D. They didn't, like, nowadays, you don't ever see anybody switch. I mean, I guess you did with Man. the Trump thing. A lot of Ds switch to an R. A lot of Ds, a lot of Ds switch to Rs. A lot of Ds are switching. Like, I have a lot of friends. So, I have a very, very diverse friend group. I have a very diverse family group. And I say family because this. I don't look at you as a friend. I look at you as my brother. If you called yeah. me in the middle of the night and you said, Eddie, something's wrong, man. I just need to fucking talk to somebody. Same, dude. I got your I'm back I'm flooring anytime. it here, okay? And by the time I pull up, I might have a couple of cops. And I know you would, too. The, the cops, they can't chase me in this area anyways. I mean, they're yeah. going to still send me a ticket for evading or whatever. Yeah. But I'll get here. And when yeah. I get here, like I'm going to be like, what's wrong? And you're like, dude, I just needed you to like wax the back of my neck for my show tomorrow. Oh, what, shit. I yeah. still show up, okay? I don't care. I think that... When That's we, so when funny because I actually had to have uh, a friend of mine shave my back for that. You know, you know what? You have to rely on friends, man. That's you gotta, bodybuilding dude. issues, right? But when, like, if we if we look at if we look at situations like, okay, you're you're a, you're a brother to me. You're I look at like I look at my life as I have family and friends. Mm-hmm. Like my friends are family. My and I try to make my, my, my I try to I try to make all my friends family, but some people. I just can't let in that circle because no. some things they, they, they cross the line on yeah. and I need to keep them at an arm distance because I'm going to have fucking kids. Yeah. Well, these you, kids, these, you I'm going to have like little human beings who call me daddy, Yeah. who call my wife mommy mm-hmm. or mama or whatever they choose to. I think it's going to be super awesome, right? Yeah. And I, I need to keep this little thing safe from all these demons over there saying, okay, yeah. here, here. Let's play a game. You're gonna no, get, get the more, fuck out of more here. More protective for sure once you're your father. More, yeah. more protective, but also respectful. Who's in your circle? Yeah. Who's my circle? But also to respect other people's views. So if if I call somebody my brother, and you call me in the middle of the night, I show up. Right. You, I or I stand on the phone with you, mm-hmm. or what, whatever it takes to help you as a human being in life. You're my family. That's I choose my family. Yes. Your family should not use the f word of family to to treat you like shit. Right. So I try to cut those people out. Mm-hmm. Right, if you treat me like shit, I just don't deal with you, and it's it's a easy it's a win win for everybody. You don't have to treat me like shit, waste energy, and I don't have to listen to the well, lies. Well, dude, and you, as you get older, you'll notice that too. Like, you get no time for those people because <sighs> you realize how short life is, and you're like, I don't need that in my life, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I just don't have time for it anymore, bro. So my family and my friends, like, I I have different political views than them and my yeah, friends and my yeah, family. Yeah. And um, we find common ground on a couple things usually, right? That's the best thing to do. I don't mean to be crazy, but I'm going to talk about some some of my personal political views, and it's going to get kind of kind of weird. I like the fact that it's okay to discuss differences. I do too, man. You have a difference of opinion. I have a difference of opinion. I like to 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 entertain the idea. I think it's huge, and I think we need more of it. Well, 
You know what? I yeah. think I agree with you. Holy shit, we just found common ground. Look at that, people. Big round one of applause, thing, right? One thing. one thing. All right. So a second thing that we can usually agree on is that uh, school security is is horrible. If we have young children taking up uh, AR-15s, which are semi-automatic weapons, not uh, assault weapons. So when they take up these weapons and they go into schools and they deal death to other human beings on this earth, we have a serious cultural issue. Yes, we do. We Big also time. have a, we also have a, a why are the cops responding to these issues instead of us using our great funding with the educational department to establish mm-hmm. um, security security around schools? If not that, and like good security and, and, too, and trained, like yes. not just fucking jokers, and armed like. and armed. You can't stand there and say, "Hey, I'm just here to be here. I have no weapon to stop somebody who is shooting." Dude, Uvalde, if you watch the that footage. That was a bad one, dude. Like, so I, bad. I've, I've watched the footage about 10 times, right? Mm-hmm. And I see a lot, of, a lot of things we can change. I think one way to change is um, you've, I'm not saying fight fire with fire. I'm not saying go out and seek people who want to harm others and shoot them. But I am saying that if, if there is a school shooting in a school, we should have some type of um, QRF, quick reaction force, or some type of deterrent for that other than somebody who's standing there saying, please don't shoot me and then shoot these people behind me. Well, we, these we, are can be, valid, we can be better. These are valid ideas. And the teacher and, – and somebody said on the teachers and I say, you know what? Maybe. How about how about this? How about first we, we pay the teachers what they're supposed to be fucking paid first off? Yeah. And then we can even contemplate the idea. Well, and they'd have to be trained. So and, like, and, and trained yeah. and everything. I think that's a good that's a good thing we can pour money into as, mm-hmm. as a country. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's, there's anything more important than the people who cannot defend themselves as – human beings with our children right yes so that's usually a common ground i can find protecting our children should be a huge mm-hmm. a, a big priority well and then i ask and what's going too. on in school yeah. is terrible dude like with these shootings it also always blows my mind that that people choose like it seems like they go after the weakest people in society when they want to make a point so like somebody's in pain and they want to pass the pain like you're saying and what do they do they decide to go Take it out on the weakest, most vulnerable, most, um, you know, just, I mean, they're kids, dude. Like, Man, you know, there's a there's a beautiful human being who my little sister used to play around with mm-hmm. in my house. And I used to babysit in Marysville. Yeah. And uh, one day she went to school and she was killed. Really? Because of uh, gun violence in school. Jesus Christ, dude. And I found out and I, I left out to sea for a month and I came back and I was scared to like find out if my sister was dead too yeah. so I, I can really understand the idea of us as human beings being cautious about firearms and and schools and all that mm-hmm. i can understand this the fear that it instills right, and i even understand why all these people want to ban these guns because that's what they're scared of you know i think they the think guns, that's the guns aren't who's well like, i agree like, with you think, you. you think I, I think i think if we think about this from a realistic standpoint yeah my guns aren't hurting anybody your guns, you, they might hurt put people on stage. Maybe look out. Maybe. The uh, fucking A, flex on them. Um, but like we look at other human beings, and if we don't start right now in this day and age dealing with accountability, right. I fucked up. I'm wrong. This is why. You fucked up. This is why. The gun didn't fuck up. The gun is just a tool. It's an well, object. And I think it's like people that have your opinion and people that have the opposite opinion of you both want the same thing. I they think just, I'm. I think I'm honestly more middle ground because I can understand. Because I and you I actually say can because understand their point of view. Yeah, I can yeah. understand their point of view. I'm willing to understand it and 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 say that won't work. I'm it sorry. Won't work. I'm you sorry. You have probably. And I'm sorry. So you're presenting these ideas that that you think will work, which actually seem more practical to me. Like have better security. It's kind of that thing about going back to like 
yes, in a perfect world, we shouldn't have to do this. But the world isn't perfect and there's these bad people doing this thing. So maybe we should be proactive and we should like, like you said, think about some of these things like what could we do? Could we have better security in school? Could we have trained people that know how to stop these things from happening? Yes, brother. I mean, it's, you know it's just That's a it's better just, use of our money. It's just an idea. We have, we have, I, I, I want to see that's a realistic idea. So like, yeah, because like I actually don't believe banning all these guns would stop that problem because I just me either because criminals do criminal shit crime yeah. and all is literally almost in the name I, well, I mix it up that's what I'm bit, saying but... dude they're gonna get the gun they're gonna get something if they are in that much pain and they want to inflict damage on these people they're gonna find a way to do you know the UK doesn't have have mass shootings yeah they have mass stabbings like it, they just, just have less guns just harm harm other people like it's not it's not a positive thing mm-hmm. when uh, I have an idea, right? I'm just going to roll the dice on this one. What if we take a bunch of vets who lack purpose and say, hey, do you want to stop people from murdering children? And they say... A lot of them would be down. Many of them? After we, get, highly... after, we, after we get some mental screening. I'm not saying no to mental screening. I think mental screening is good. It's good well, to... Well, that would have people, to be a big part of it, right? It's good, it's good to, to make sure that we vet vets um, when we have this idea. But, but think but, how highly trained they are. And then and you said some, they need some, a purpose. Some of them are. Some of them are. We'd, we'd have to definitely go through some active shooter prevention training. I think there's a lot of training that can improve. I really love what they did in Memphis. I think it was the city of Memphis, right? Um, there, was a, there was a shooter in there, and these two officers neutralized that, that horrible threat to children uh, very, very, oh, very, very effectively. I do hear stories like that sometimes, dude. So it might be something to think about. You they, know? they don't get a lot of news attention. I think it's well, important. Of course not. They don't. Like... I, w- I would rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Shame on me if I'm found disarmed, yep. oblivious, mm-hmm. and not able to stop somebody from murdering my friends or my children or people in my society. Well, that's once again all. going back to the idea of being a capable human being. Yes, brother. So you're not going to just be a fucking victim. You're going to learn how to defend yourself. You're going to learn how to be capable. Yeah, man. And that, I mean, that's even what jujitsu is. You're just adding to your arsenal of being a capable man or a capable human because women should do it too. Like, Yes, brother. 100%. Yeah, I'm big on that too, man. And I'm also like, yeah, there's some people that they, they don't have to do that and we'll protect them, you know? But like, that, it's a, I'm not saying, and, and I want to make sure I put this out. It's kind of like a disclaimer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't advocate for anybody carrying a firearm who doesn't want to carry a firearm. But if you have, no, but no, if no, you're, no. but if you're in fear of your safety from firearms, the best don't, thing to don't do is be have an easy fucking victim. Right. You deserve to know that you are great and powerful and capable of protecting yourself. Right. It is inherently, it is so overwhelmingly in, inherently dangerous out here. Mm-hmm. Like it's horrible English, but it, it's very, very dangerous out here in these streets. It is, man. It's fucking dangerous. I would be really, really poor, broke, injured, and probably dead mm-hmm. if I didn't carry my firearm when I needed to. If I didn't arm myself with knowledge, if yeah. I didn't uh, learn learn to practice self restraint, if I didn't practice doing hard things often, I would have shot a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got my gun. So I'm, I'm saying to the gun, people who do get involved in firearms, please do your research. Um, you can't get gun insurance in our state because it's, it's because you criminals, families can sue you after you defend yourself in self-defense shootings in the state, which is, uh, insanity. I to was me. talking about that. Yeah. That's, a weird but, um, thing. but it's important for you to, to understand 
what resources there are out there. There's plenty, and we, the female, I'm sure she'd love to talk about the U.S. Law Shield and Dude, a couple I other things. I hope she comes she on, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to her. Also. We'll see what we can do, man. Yeah, be we'll like, do you remember do. you said you would be on that podcast? Yeah, Dude, she, she is such a... a a powerful I know being, she's right? so busy, she so carries she carries so much confidence. Like, she carries so much confidence, man. And and if anything, if anything, we can find a way to go out and meet her. Right, we can do. You it know, because I got a mobile setup, and I'll just you can just move my mobile setup. Right, we can we'll, do. We'll that. figure it out. But I one thing I wanted to make sure we we touched on today, dude, is um, is the effect we have on others. Yes, you have a tremendous effect on so many people that listen to your your podcast, and also you have a, an effect on me every time we sync up and you share your experience with me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about a lot of things today that, that are very, very sensitive in society's eyes, but right. I think to, to our eyes, this is a conversation because we're open and honest and, and we're loving human beings who don't want others to, to, to seek harm. So I do want to say to all your listeners, if, if you feel um, upset about anything that I said, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry you feel upset about it. I'd love to, to, to talk with you about well, it. Anybody and, that has opposite opinions i'm always open to listen yeah, to i'm always open yeah. to listen i think i think let, let's find a solution to this problem mm-hmm. why are why are children being removed from this earth it's a bad one Mm-mm, i'm not i'm not for it but um another thing i wanted to make sure to say is that there's there's so much greatness that you hold personally in your life man and um you're you're an exceptionally powerful human being i think that you're you're going through this prep was something that really inspired me to to reinvigorate you know the tenacity that i use when i chase my own goals and i i want to thank you for inspiring me man it was a lot to me well and i did get that from other people that i watch i mean that's like i get overwhelmed dude by that kind of stuff like like you said the power of people like i'm watching people like david goggins and like just my mind you know i'll never have what he has but yeah but i you know but like it's still good to like hold that stand like I still love watching him and looking up to him, dude. Like, um, you know, and then the other bodybuilders, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's so cool. I mean, I, you, you inspire me too with all the stuff you do, how much you're on the grind with your podcast and like just the amount of work. I feel like you're just like endlessly working. If I wasn't, I would be really nervous. You have to. And unhappy. You, yeah. I think that there's something that changed in me, man, when I, um, when you find out that there's not somebody that's going to come up in your life, it, it changes you. And I think that I've really harnessed my, my, how I deal with absent parent syndrome, man. Mm-hmm. When I found out that my dad was really not coming to get me and that right. my stepdad wasn't being strict, he was just being loving and caring and wanted me to not grow up to be a fuck up. And now you're probably thankful for your stepdad. I'm so thankful for him, like man. That, man. And, uh, I've said that a million times on here. I so thought my dad was like an asshole growing up, and now I am so, as an adult, so thankful for what he did and how he was hard on me. And just the fact, like, I, I mean, he was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so me thinking my dad was an asshole, just the fact, like you said, he was there when there's other people that's dad wasn't there. So it's like, I mean, that's like huge. Like, my dad was there, and he was hard on me. And that was to make me stronger, you know, like, but you don't think of it like that when you're a kid. No. And, and I, and I wish you're I an asshole when you're a kid. You're definitely you an asshole. Like, kid. And I was, I was definitely assholeish about how I dealt with, um, not know, having a dad, absent know. parent syndrome for a while, knowing that like I asked myself a lot of times, why am I not good enough? It led to a lot of insecurity. And I think that in life we build confidence based off of who we create ourselves to be. When we turn 18, we're told the whole world's waiting for you. 
how many people really tap into that? I told myself, you know what? The fuck, the fucking, yeah, fucking right it is. And I, I sprinted. I sprinted away from who I was in my childhood. I sprinted who I was in my teenage years. I sprinted away from my nightmares. Yeah. I sprinted away from, uh, you know, not having someone I needed there for me the whole life that was there. I left. I went to the military. I came back home. And now here I am after doing fitness and then jujitsu and this self-defense journey that I'm, that I'm currently even still to this day on. I've, I've limited my alcohol intake. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fucking, I don't do things that debilitate my brain, like watch porn or, or fucking, Dude, I, that's I don't, a big I don't one, do any actually. of that shit. That's right? a big one, honestly. Yeah. Have well, you seen it? Have you seen a major difference in your, in your, uh, yeah. I, your brain? I felt like when I, when I made the switch, my brain was like, it's a dopamine thing, dude. It's too easy. It's just too, too much of a dopamine hit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like, so you gotta limit that stuff. So like, I found that out with, um, like I said, doing these, this prep, like I just cut that out. I cut all that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and I, clarity, I, I, bro. Clarity. I, I think it's, um, we, we've talked about it on here with, um, it was, uh, Sonia Spill was here. Uh, her boyfriend, Matt Moses was here talking about, his, you know, psilocybin and everything. And speaking of that, that's a great thing. A lot of, um, people with PTSD, they've been studying psilocybin a lot. And it's it's like, huge in Colorado members. right now with the veteran community. Yeah. And so, um, but so she's like really, she's like a hormone specialist and she's very intelligent with like the processes of the human body. And so like she was kind of breaking it down with the porn thing. It's like, it's just dopamine once again. So you're, you're giving, you're giving your body all these easy dopamine hits all the time. So every time you watch porn, every time you jerk off, every time you like eat a cookie, every time you, you know, it's like too easy. So like, if you can limit those things, then you start feeling joy in like normal life again because you're not over stimulating your dopamine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like then it's like so so the idea is being like kind of like what Zach was talking about where like you override the hedonistic basic human shit cuz so you put in discipline so like you hold off and then you do something hard and then when you do like get to a chance to like have a dopamine hit you enjoy it more. So self discipline is self love. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 talked about that a lot on here the, the other time, dude. But it is true. So you're limiting these dopamine things. Then when you do find an enjoyable experience, like yeah, like you said, like having sex or whatever, it's like way more enjoyable than all these little porn hits where you're just watching porn and then you're done. Yes, hit, Lord. Done. Like I, I I was talking with somebody about this today because I I was really interested because I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up during our conversation. Um, this guy was was uh, talking about how he how his life. You know, he's, he's very, very busy with his life. He was just one of the security guards at the place I work at. And he was like, oh, man, you know, my life, you know, blah, blah. Like, I uh, really find time to jerk off anymore. I'm like, then stop. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, whatever. He's, he's, like, he's like, what do you mean stop? And I'm like, stop. Don't you miss the hunt? Yeah. We're, like, don't. And it's, well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like playing don't video you miss games. Just like, don't you miss just like, just like not having instant gratification? Well, that's the thing. It's it's too instant grat. So it's kind of the same thing as like you're playing a video game all the time. It becomes more exciting than your real life. Where if you took all that energy you're putting in the video game and put it into your real life, you know what I'm saying? Like, so play the game. We had that dude Jesse on here. He's like, play. You be the video game. Your life's the video game. Now yes. go fucking optimize your life. What if what if you put your dick down and you picked up a lady's hand? And yeah, then, so like and then you find yourself would, lost in her eyes, right? How, see, how amazing would that be? That would require work. That's the problem is these people don't want to work, dude. They like that easy, like hedonistic. But then it's it's too easy. 
you're like, bro, there's nothing better than the real thing. There's not. There, I don't think. I try to. I try to. I think I try, it's a major problem for kids these days. I think. Like, I think. Like they say, I like kids right. aren't having sex anymore. They're basically just like on their phones all the time. Like they don't know how to talk to people in the real world. I don't know. This is this shit. and this. I can't remember what I, which one I used to use or whatever the fuck. Like I this it's not gonna do it for me. It's not gonna no. do it for me. I need I need I need somebody. And as I've grown, older, I think it does kind of fuck your brain like, up. It does that. fuck your brain up. Like yeah. like think of how ridiculous it is. You're watching sex actors act, and you're getting off to it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not saying I hate sex workers because I support. No, all my and sex, I mean even like shout, shout out to all my sex workers. We probably get, get all learned how on. to have sex from porn. But I, I think time, I know, think like, it's I think it's exceptionally important for for human beings to to find their their best version of reality. My best version of reality doesn't involve me watching porn on a TV or wherever the fuck people watch porn these days, right? Yeah. So I might my my version of 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 se- sexual um, excitement and and the feelings, you know. And and it leads in kind of leads into into this life that we live right with as far as fitness goes. Yeah, there is nothing more beautiful to me than the image of a woman's body. Right. Yeah, it's real. It's raw. It's uncut. It hold. It carries children. It 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 builds and loses fat as far as you know life has, like takes it. Like, right, right. dude, the shape of a fucking woman's body is art. Right. Yeah. yeah. The shape of our bodies is is our version of art, mm-hmm. and we yes. create that. We can create that with this bodybuilding. Hundred percent. You don't have to fucking add the fake tits. You don't have to fucking add the add the add the quads. You just need to squat for it. Yeah, yeah. And when you work for it, how great is it that you have this permanent, permanent, it's fully built Jeep or Air Fifteen, whatever platform you want to use for this description? You're building. So you're building something magnificent. You're building. Your once your foundation is there. It's your not body. taking this beautiful gift of this body for granted that we've been given. Yes. So it's you know a beautiful what? Gift. So fuck that. So fuck that app. Take your shirt off. Do it anyways. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do it anyways. <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude. Like, I do feel like the human body is something we should respect. And I don't think people are realize how capable, you know, like what they're capable of. And I feel like I've said this before. Like, it, I mean, I was high on mushrooms, but I was like, the, you know, human beings are these beautiful divine creatures. And we yes. don't do that anymore. We've like forgotten that we're like these beautiful things from nature. You know what I'm saying? It, like we just take our bodies for granted. And we just pollute them with shit constantly all day. And like, dude, I I, I just want to you know I'm gonna be a little I'm trying to be as transparent as possible while being respectful at the same time. There is nothing more exciting on this earth than being with my wife, right? Because right. because she's my best friend. She's just but she's more than just like just my sex. You got partner, a good right? thing going. Yeah, and and I think that if if we all look at life and say. What's more important, this or a fucking human being, mm-hmm. right? It's a really an easy decision. When we right. look at it like that, we often we don't. We look for instant no. gratification. It's the instant gratification. When we break away from the idea of instant gratification, we have goals. We have aspirations. We have that's, purpose. Purpose yeah, is yeah. what we need, right? Well, like Zach was saying, that's like your higher calling. So like most people never break out of that low state of just that low energy vibration of just like eating sleeping watching porn like it's like this like dull state of existence but you have to use discipline to raise above that to elevate above that but mm. most people never do because it it's too much work you know you know something i did i listened to i listened to one of those assholes that sells amway what's the amway the, well the amway is where that where they um 
where they go online, the the pyramid scheme stuff like that. Oh fuck! So yeah. so I listened to one of their teachings. It's 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 the most one of the most fun and interesting things I've ever done. Yeah. Cut out the weak, jelly backbone individuals in your life. Not not out of your life fully. Like just yeah. just cut them out of out of your people who you look up to right. for a second. Right, right, just right. for a second, not for that forever. For a second, and look over at the people who aren't like that. People who have. Uh, mental fortitude, people who believe in themselves, people who don't believe in themselves, but do the work to get to the point where they do they believe do. in themselves. Yes, that's a big one. People who are laying bricks, people who are seeking further knowledge in life, people mm-hmm. who are excited about great things, that no matter how large or small they might appear to others. People who like are like me and they love Christmas because it's their favorite holiday. Like, no, I'm fucking around. I fucking I just love fuck Christmas. Around. I fucking love Christmas. I love the time of Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Also... Shout out to Halloween. Dude, Halloween. Those man. are my two favorites. But there's something magical about Christmas. Yes. And and like people in that I can't moment, even describe what the if, joy, dude. Yeah, and this is why I bring up Christmas. How is everybody when we when we're around Christmas? Everything's dude. possible. It's, it's a love. magical season, love. Dude, I, like love. I love everything we about it. We have to love everyone. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Millions and millions of millions presents. Of you know, I think it's so great when we take. Nobody does Christmas like me. Nobody. It's the greatest Christmas ever. Fifteen trees. People walk in, they tell me, nobody does Christmas like you. <laughs> I, I say, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Dude, we always end up doing Trump. Fucking Trump impressions, man. Yeah. Can't get over it. But like during Christmas, like everyone, yeah. everything's possible, yeah, everything's magical. Love is possible. Like that movie Snow Day when we were kids. Yeah. Snow Day. Everything's possible on a snow day. What if you looked at Dude, that? Dude, what do you love about Christmas? Oh, let me fi- finish your thought first. I love I love, I love, love the fact that people have limitless abilities. And that, that's what yeah. I'm, like, I'm getting around to because people have limitless capabilities. When Christmas they is believe here, everything they say, you know what? I believe I can do anything. And that's how this New Year resolution shit shows up. And then the rest of the year, you doubt yourself and yeah. you doubt yourself. And you doubt yourself and you make excuses after excuses and you push your your shit to the side because, oh, well, you know, I could do this, but I have to deal with my bills. Yeah. Cut to the part where I drink a bunch all fucking weekend yeah. and ignore my goals anyway. Yeah, so, ignore my goals. I, mean, what, I love Christmas because that loop, that loop of I see what I want to do. I divert because of bills. I waste my money anyways is avoided. Yeah. It's, it's give, just the, give this, give this to this present for this person they're gonna be so excited when they see it because everybody wants to give what if we put a mirror in between all these different three things and you do that to yourself you give yourself the positive affirmations that you can do this you can do this you will do this you must do this goal aspiration whatever take away even the possibility that you won't do it yes don't even give yourself the option no failure yeah no failure failure is never final Tim Kennedy's book said it. If anybody hasn't listened to the Tim Kennedy book on, on Audible, Scars and Stripes, listen to it. Don't just shut off your weekend. Don't go out to the club. Don't twerk. Nothing. I promise you I, will, it, I will listen to that immediately. You're going to freaking freak out, I've man. loved every time he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. Tim Kennedy is a cool dude. You showed him Joe, Joe's first podcast like or one of his first podcasts in Texas. He buys him FN 509. Yeah, dude. Tim Kennedy's the <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh man, definitely, definitely one of my inspirations in life because he understands that you can fail forward. Well, and failing is just part of. You're not going to be anybody if you haven't done. You know, failing is everything. Yeah, that's how you learn, dude. I mean, I basically like my show. I, I kind of failed in a sense, but I won in another sense. Like, 
What, what do you mean? Well, like I'm, you know, it was my first show, so I didn't place that great or anything. When you're but new to something, man, like, that's normal. Jordan, like Jordan Peterson said it, like I and I brought it up. You gotta earlier. be a like, fool. You have to be a fool when you start, right? Yeah. But the more you, you, now you can now you can look at yourself on stage. Like I looked at your stage picture. Now you can say, okay, well, I need to add this here, add yes, this here, and this is gonna complement this. And yeah. bodybuilding is really fucking simple. People make it really, really difficult. It's really not. You're ch- attempting to achieve this physical perfection, this Greek god aesthetics, and whatever the judges is uh, their their standards are at the time is the loophole. Yeah. That's that's the uh oh. What do I have to yeah. do now? So you kind of just mix and match. And the more time you take to build this physical form with the goal in mind, understanding that it's changing rapidly all the time, yeah, you will succeed no matter what. Right. As long as you like, I think the long preps are what do it for me. Like when I was doing bodybuilding. The longer the better. The longer the better, right? I never, I've never done two shows close to each other. I've always done, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I just haven't done it. I've, it's a, I've it's a tough thing. Yeah. It's tough, dude. Yeah. But but we get addicted to the feeling of, of chasing uh, it phys- is. physical physical supremacy and it's being great. So addicting, dude. Like, yeah. I think I think I enjoyed the building. But because, trust me, when I'm done with this show, I'll be ready for that off season, bro. And and don't don't. But I'm not going to think of the off season as be lazy and get fat. No, it's the growth season. I'm thinking of the off season as like, I build wanted, the fucking back. Yes, build, build the, the back. chest. Do build the, back. the chest and the arms, especially the back, bro. Like yes, everything. Yeah, chest, arms, all that shit too. But like, yeah, definitely having a huge ass back is a goal, dude. And and the the width, right? Diff- hitting your back. I think hitting your back from different every, every single angle possible is so important. I do too, man. I we think often you're right. ne- we often as human beings neglect the fact that our back, its literal job, it's so is complex. to put things behind us while they're still in front of us. The back muscles are so complex, dude. It's yes. Like Spider web down this way, this way, yeah. this way. People forget about this way. Yeah. Um, pulling down at different angles, all of it matters. All of it, dude. All of it. You're so right. Your your lats matter. Okay. Yes, lats matter. Lats matter. Make, make put on a t-shirt or some yes. shit like that. They do, man. Big lats matter. Yeah, big lats know. matter. I love it. I can get down with that. Yeah. I think it's so important for us to to seek our own version of perfection, physical perfection. Like my goal, my goal in life is after I'm finally in the in the area where I can feel. You're gonna feel better if you do. Like, I'll tell like you pressing, that. and I can feel pres- comfortable uh, bench pressing, shoulder pressing, that shoulder. No back. more, no more pain. I want to go back to achieving my own version of being as physically attractive as possible for my partner, not just my partner in life, right? Well, dude, I think that's huge because so important. many people, when they fall in love, they just give up. They're Don't like, fucking oh, I've give already up, got man. her. But it's no, like, no. why not stay attractive for her, right? Yes. Seek your, your own physical perfection. And I'm not saying that you need to to have a Greek god body or whatever. No, not everybody does. Um, just look your feel when you feel like your best, you look you you look your best, you work your best, you you fuck your best. Everything's the best. Right. When you sleep the best, you eat the best. Food tastes the best. Food Everything. tastes the best. And how great would it be if we did hard things often to where we appreciate the small things? Mm-hmm. Like Zawadi vodka, sitting here drinking it. I don't often uh like drink drink vodka. Well, you kind I of also sip and I'm like, "Wow, this is really nice." Cuz it, it's, it's it's its own version of perfection, right? Mm-hmm. You well, somebody can complete. Somebody perfected that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Somebody How put fucking sick is that? Hours and 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 like their their love into that, dude. They're fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I love eating like really good food that was made by somebody because you know that they put all this like you think about like when you're like when I'm a, for me I'm like when I'm a kid like my grandma's food like my grandma's cookies 
Like you think about like there's nothing better, dude. Like she put all that like, you know, work and love and like there's something about it, dude. Seeking their version of, of whatever they're creating is has to be their perfection. And it's so cheesy. It's like, what's the secret ingredient? Grandma's love. Blue grandma's love. <laughs> you know it really like, is. Like, but it really is a love. thing, bro. Like So what is um what's the future look like for you after after you know, you're th- you're talking about going into so uh, possibly maybe jujitsu or what are you thinking about in the future? Well, gun, gun training. Where does it start? I would definitely like to shoot guns. Um, I think it'd be a cool thing to do. I definitely would like to get a bow and shoot bow again. Cause that's so fun. Bow, also yeah. just for, just for the fun of it. Um, so like my future definitely looks like, so right now my personal training is like really been taking off. Like I'm getting a lot of clients now. Uh, so figuring out how to balance that with still being a bartender. Um, after this show, I want to go into an off season. And, you know, one of my goals is to be able to go out with my friends and enjoy food at a restaurant every once in a while for like a, a cheap meal. Um, but also, I don't want to lose the strictness that I've had. But I, I want to open up to like enjoy, being able to go out with friends and enjoy stuff once in a while. Because I've been super hard on myself in the past where I wouldn't even allow myself to even like do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's a goal. But, but also like, I, like you said, when I start my off season, I do not want to be one of those people that's like, let's just fucking get fat and have fun. And like, no, I want to still train extremely fucking hard. I want to grow over the off season. I want to do some more shows next year while I'm still like, you know, I I should, I I say, while I'm still young enough, but like there's dudes I see at these shows that are in their fucking sixties and shit, dude. Like it's wild. You know, you get these, I don't know how long I'll do it. Like you said, I feel like I'm with you. Bodybuilding is a, a chapter. And then at some point I feel like I will get into something more functional, um, form of training as I get older. Cause I want to keep my body capable as I get older. For me, self-defense my, my self-defense journey is definitely separate than my fitness journey. Um, they're two separate things. There's very two separate things. So, mm-hmm. dude, jiu-jitsu is like a very, very – for a lot of people who don't have muscle – a whole lot of muscle sta- muscular stamina and, and also cardiovascular stamina, it can be very, very hard to go into jiu-jitsu. I feel right. every time I'm done with an hour and a half straight of rolling, I'm like, how many more rounds we got left? And they're like, all right, that's it. And I'm like – so you like kind of got the motor. I, I had this um this thing that and you got the cardio. I wish I had the knowledge on the other side of it. I'm gonna be honest. I wish I had like the knowledge of jujitsu so I could be like winning the whole time. But right, so or, you got it. Maybe so not you, even winning. Maybe just doing doing well. But I'm I'm. You have I'm, the I'm engine. You have the cardio, but you need to get the skill level. The up. skill level is, is is I'm dude. I cup is empty, brother. Okay, yeah. but it'll it, it you'll learn. Yeah, and people tell me but I'm improving, which years, is great, dude. It takes years. Yes. So you can't even be hard on yourself yet. You just started. I mean, I've I've gone to I've gone to nine nine training classes in one week, and I don't think I've ever been as purple as I was that week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you're a dude that like when you go into something, you fucking go all in. Yes. Like you just like you go. Fucking... Well, you have to full immersion right until you understand your physical limits, and then you can back off a little bit and and then. Press those limits just a little bit further back. It's like turning something like on adjustment switch. Mm-hmm. You twist it, twist it, twist it, twist it. You hear a click. Ooh, you twist it back. It. You hear another click. Okay, and halfway in between, ease off a little bit. You want to press. Yeah, yeah. You want to press the envelope. Push the envelope until it's literally like hanging on by a thread before it bounces and fall off off the, the right. table. You find that good balance. There, and some dude. days you just don't have it, dude. 
Yesterday, I fucking sucked. Yeah. You're going to have days like that, though, dude. But I still showed up, and I still tried my best. I just was physically not there. Even um, going to the gym, dude, if you have, like, a bad day, it's still better going. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what's uh, what's the future like for you, dude? Like, dude. Keep going with this jiu-jitsu journey. 100% focused into... into um, adding to your arsenal. Adding to my arsenal self-defense. Of, of self-defense. Jiu-jitsu, and then a whole lot of more in, involvement with merging veterans and players, man. It's it's something that I really believe in, and it's a simple... You get so much out of that, too, dude. You get so much out of helping veterans... How great would it be if we all had this circle where we could talk to somebody? Man, dude, I, I went. I, or I you had by, that guy like you, you know, that will come anytime at night. Give him a call. I need you here now. Boom, they're there. Yes, and and it, and I'm so thankful that it's not always that because that can, that can that can be super sad to for that for that person experience to, for to, to need to reach out. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not that. A lot of times it's just, hey, bro, I'm just here to check on you. I saw I saw you got a new dog. Good for you. Or or. Or, or they call me, hey, man, what you doing this week? Like Tony Dayton, Josh Wielden, Sean Stokes, Cody freaking Elliott, um, Matt. You know, I can go down. I can just name people who mm-hmm. are in my life who check on me often. Yeah. People who just check on you. Yep. Everyone would feel so less lonely if, if that was the case. And for the veteran industry, it's really important for me to help others feel like they're noted. And also well, for the athlete athletes as well. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing I'm thinking is like aging veterans, dude. Because I think Vietnam the, um, vets, right? I think the hardest thing is uh, they say a lot of, uh, especially men as they get older, they they get so lonely. You know, if they don't have a partner, um, there's a lot of loneliness in el- the elderly. You know, yeah. they just have nobody. I think I think I, I don't I hope I'm not speaking incorrect incorrectly, but I think the highest demographic for veterans committing suicide is elderly vets right now. And yeah, it's, it's so sad because. Um, Vietnam vet sad, Vietnam vets do not have a lack of purpose. They are very purposeful, and they're not they're not just Vietnam vets. They're fucking human beings. Mm-hmm. When we take off our 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 military uniform or our athletic gear that we're mm-hmm. using for our sport, we often f- lose that identity. Yeah, we don't have to. We can find purpose and we can find it with continuation, and we can create life outside. Well, that's huge, dude. That, that. Because it's such a part of your identity, you take that away, and then they feel like, well, what am I now? Well, I, I I'll never be able so to remove right. my they tattoos can... from the military. Hold fast, cross the biceps. Don't try to be on my left arm. Like yeah. I, I can't get rid of it. Yeah. But I don't want to. It's mm-hmm. a part of me. Right. But is is am I just a vet? Fuck no. Oh, you're so much more than that. Like yes. And I think that's important. Like, no matter what you do, bodybuilder, pro wrestler, this or that, you got to realize like you're a full human being outside of all that. Like, you can't just stake your identity on one thing. Definitely not. Because it becomes dangerous. Because then when that gets taken away, then what are you? You know, like. And that is right. That right there is what merging veterans and players is about. It doesn't matter if you're an NFL superstar like Jake Glazer. It doesn't matter if you're a Green Beret like Nate Boyer. It doesn't matter if you're a fucking Green Beret who's a Medal of Honor recipient. If you leave the military and you are going through a tough time, I really encourage anybody to latch on to emerging veteran players. They have a Tuesday online session where you can join. Mm-hmm. You're you're a former athlete as well. You can join, man. Come down, come down with me. We'll roll down the way to, to Renton right. on a Thursday and you'll you'll meet some incredible human beings who some 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 can't physically fucking walk. And they are the tallest people in my life. Man, Matt is yeah. He's always advocating for for soldiers and and sailors and marines and whatever the hell they call the coast guard. 
Right. What is jokes? But I love what he does, man. He's he's one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. Him and his dog, uh, because he does have an emo uh, a a service dog that rolls with him, and I really admire him, man. It's it's I think it's so important for us to find people to latch onto in life. And I'm huge. so thankful that I last on to you. It's huge, dude. Community's huge. That's why I like keep having like you on here multiple times. I have Zach on multiple times. I have Sam on. Like I've had um oh god, there's so many other people on, you know, like it's like building this community of these really cool people. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. like I I love it, dude. Like Yeah. It's like the podcast community, you know? Like a hundred percent, dude. It's I think it's it's very beautiful. And, and I get so much out of it, dude. Like every time you sit down with somebody, you learn so much. Like you like like you said, we're like usually just constantly on our phones. Like how how often do you get to do this with people? And then you have people on that are so like me and you can like jive with a lot of different I use the word jive, that's funny. I love uh, it. we can like connect with a lot of things. You know, we're like not super far in age. We like have similar but then like once in a while you'll have people that are totally different on it. So you get to like really expand. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. even having like Tiana on and the the other uh, kid that was super young, just having young people on, you're like it, it gives you a different perspective. Next time I should bring my wife's little brother, Jackson. Yeah, He's yeah. 11 years old. Have him on the podcast, dude. That'd be fun. No, I'll, we'll, I'll, we'll roll up and we'll talk about um, we'll talk about this day and age. And you'll be overwhelmed at the, at the outlooks that some human beings have. He wants to grow up and be a part of a SWAT team. And he practices understanding what constitutes uh, deadly force and what doesn't. So he doesn't make a horrible decision when he grows up and turns 21, goes to the police academy, and then hopefully makes it Well, you got to think you're probably a big influence on him in his life, too. Positive. I, I hope. I hope. That I can steer him in a direction yeah, of like you probably protecting are, and preserving life. Yep. When you not shoot is so much more important than when you do shoot. And those mm. are the like you have to understand as a gun owner, a responsible gun owner, understanding when not to shoot is life and death. Well, it's huge, dude. Like you don't want to do you don't want to do remove that life. Right. Removing life is not a positive thing. No, and it's gonna weigh on you and stuff. So I remember I told you that story. There was the dude that was like the country music singer. And someone like broke into his house and he had his gun and he was like the guy, he almost shot him, but he like stopped himself because he's like, I don't want to be the guy that ends this guy's life. And like, I have the gun on him. He's not doing anything. The cops are coming. Like, don't shoot. I don't need to shoot him. Like he, he almost did, but he was like, he said it like flashed before him. Like, wait, I don't have to shoot him right now because I have the situation under control. So like, he knew like exactly what you said, like when not to shoot. Deep breathing exercises are important. Right. I feel like that's part of your training, right? Like, I, I, I practice a lot of different things. Huge um, part of training, right? I have like a list of things that I practice. And I practice them sporadically because you never know when you're going to need them. Right. There's so many, there's so many different tools to, to, to know and to learn. And their self-defense journey is not, it's not a destination. It's, a, it's something you constantly do. Just like jiu-jitsu is something you constantly do. Fitness should be something you constantly do. Self-improvement should Dude, be something you never, constantly do. I feel like there's, we should never be a finished product. The idea that you get to some level and you're just done is like bullshit. that's bullshit. I never want to fuck it. If I ever say some shit like that to somebody, just punch me, dude. I would not punch you. I'd, I'd like, like I'd be like, listen, brother, you you are capable of so many great like, things. Just Keep slap going. me then, like just fucking like Nick. I probably shed a tear. I'd be like, he's broken. He's someone broke Nick. Yeah, <laughs> someone like, broke Nick, dude. No, I never want to stop improving or like learning, dude. Like 
You know I don't think saying? you will. As long as you keep sneaking up with other people on your podcast, man. It's that's... like you said, even like that guy, like you get bound to a wheelchair or something. There's still something you can do. There's something you can learn. Dude, there's something he is can playing, be of value. He plays like, basketball. Yeah. He, he has this. It's like a tank, dude. It, he sits in a chair and it's like a tank. It's like motorized. Mm-hmm. And, I I was able to. I got to put it in uh in the back of like a trailer. And I yeah. was like freaking out. It was so cool. It's And to him, he can move. He can hunt off that thing. He was driving around. He was tearing up the snow, doing donuts. I oh, was like, shit, I was so like weeping. I was like crying. This is amazing. I was so excited for him because it gave me hope. It gave yeah. me hope to see somebody like, who's look, strong. Like, look, this dude can be happy. Yes. You know, most people would be like, oh, that's like the end of their fucking life. But he's found a way to be happy with that. He didn't give up. And I'm so glad he didn't. He's the, He was a, a phenomenal leader in the military. He still is a phenomenal leader outside of the military. And he uh, has his purpose, which is advocating for veterans who are disabled. Right. And he, it's so amazing. Like the, the PVA, the Paralyzed Veterans of America, he's a big part of that. And, man, Dude, he, that's he's, he's one of my heroes. He goes to the White House. He goes to Congress. He flies all over the place. He goes down to, to, to California and tells people they're not going to um, target people because they're in fucking wheelchairs and take advantage of them or treat them like shit in their workplace or that's whatever. He's a, he's a huge – he's a fucking giant. Yeah, and not just because he was—he's like fucking huge, but but he, you look up to the guy, yeah, huge man, and and then there's Cody, man. That's that's one of my one of my honest heroes, man. Cody, it's he so owns good own, to have these people gym, look bro. up to, dude. He owns his own gym. He's a former, um, he's a Marine veteran as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a huge advocate for MVP. He when they first got started, he responded to a a freaking huge disaster. Yeah. And then he went. He went down there and did some disaster relief efforts. Right. Came up here. He runs his own gym. He is the reason MVP is alive here in the Seattle area. And and um and wow, what would life be if we didn't have amazing people to look up to, especially who used to be? They used to wear a military uniform and yeah. do cool shit. Yes. And <laughs> Those now, are my now they're still doing cool shit, just yeah. in a different way. Yeah, I like that idea that like it, there's always something else you can do. Like, so you get that identity taken away from you, but you can always form a new one. Yes, and be of service, be of value, be you know like service after service. I love it. Yeah, man. Like, there's always something new. I feel like people should look. I don't know. Like, people always end up like feel like there's a certain end to like. It's like no, there's always something more. Mm. You can't do this anymore, but now you can do this. Yes. You don't have to look at it as a negative. Now you've moved into this chapter. Because I feel like that with bodybuilding, like I'm going to be sad when I can't like the, – the, the last time I'm able to like deadlift my heaviest weight, you know, as I age, like there's going to be that day. I, you know I, what I'm I, saying? I, like, I definitely understand, man, because I, I hit that when I tore my shoulder, dude. Like, like there's stuff you can't do anymore. There's stuff I can't do anymore. And if it wasn't for a great military leader saying that there's chapters in life and – Sometimes you need to just turn the next page, and it's a brand new one. That's why, like with wrestling, I'd be I'm fine if I never wrestle again. You know what I'm saying? I think you should start jujitsu. That's what I think. Oh, maybe someday, dude. Dude, it's yeah, a, I do start have, it up, man. I do have tremendous respect for it. Definitely. It's you might like, as well. I know a spot. You're going to be moving closer to me, anyways. You might as well just come on down after your next show. Right after the next show, June 24th, Tangy Johnson's show. The you Tangie know, I, Johnson. You know, I know uh, people, representatives, my buddy Elliot for sure, and maybe me as well. Um, we're going to be showing – we might be – I hope – it's my birthday. I don't know if I'm going to show up, but if I do show Wait, up – Wait, June 24th is your birthday? June 24th Dude, that's is my dope. birthday. It's the best day of the, of the year. 
That's amazing. And I, I, if I am there, I'm super. I'm gonna be super pumped about it because, wow, to watch you compete. Yeah, a couple people awesome. might end up coming, so that'd be dope if you showed up there. I would know? love to. I, I would love to we show could up. Have a fucking big ass meal after the show. Oh, yeah. You know what? There might be some things in the works. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see, dude. My wife has to work that day in the morning, so hopefully, I don't know what the day has to offer. But I, I, I try to make my birthday not about me. I try to make it about the people that I care about. I mean, and you're definitely somebody I care about. That's good because, like, I'm kind of like that with birthdays too. I'm like, fuck my birthday, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, older. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I'd rather just like be celebrated for like cool shit I do than just some day I was born on. I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I like being surrounded by people that I care about, though. Though that's true. Like, because I get sad on my birthdays if you're not. No, it, at all. Oh, and just so general, so having yeah, people yeah. around me is is really special. It's dope that your favorite holiday is Christmas, though. Me too. Yeah. Oh, All right, dude. We should wrap this thing up. Yeah, I think dude. It's about time to we're, go. But... We're streaming and beaming, man. Man, I really appreciate you being here, and uh, I think we'll just call this one good for today. I think it called a big win. Much love, y'all. Hey, make sure to sign up for the listener support program for my brother here. Um, if you love supporting the podcast and if you, it, or the subscription subscription program, yes. and if you really want to do, uh, you know, this guy a service, make sure you listen to what he's sponsored with. Take advantage of discounts. You know, Manscaped. if you look at manscaped.com, 20% off code with the code Nikki, Nikki Fit. Fit yeah, yeah. You know, why not? Why not do yourself a, a, a service and clean up and downstairs? Do your balls a service. Dude, dude, you do not want to be looking unkept You're for your talking partner. about like, hey guys, quit fucking watching porn. Actually go out and find a real woman. So to start with that, order a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and shave them balls up. So I, I, love the, I love the lawnmower. Dude, she's going to like, you know, pull it out and it's going to be all hairy and gross. She's going to be like, what the fuck? She's like, what you the fuck is clean this? clean that shit up, dude. If they clean up, you should clean up. You got to. You know what? It's the law. Well, yeah, and you want them to clean up, so you better fucking clean up too, Yes, bro. Be, be presentable, men. Be presentable, man, out there. We love it, dude. All right, man. Eddie, thank you so much. I love you, dude. Much love, uh, brother. We will see you guys next time, and thank you for listening.